Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Save it for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Do you smell it? Do you feel it in your bones? I do. Can you let it go into your brain that the NFL draft is this week? I thought you were talking about this injury in your neck from weightlifting. You've lifted weights four times in your life and you're already hurt. I want to know more about it. Is that really where we want to start? I do. Let me. Can I we're going to get show? to the draft. Don't worry. All right. Here's how this is going to go. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL news. All right. We're going to get to a interview with Sam Darnold, which is awesome. his mom. Yep. Which they literally just left. Right. And I gotta be. I gotta admit. It's really hard for me not to like that kid. <laughs> I can see I why every team in the NFL is like, I'm going to bet on him. Uh, and then we are going to do Sims's mock draft. He just got it done. I'm going to give you two minutes per pick, and you're going to go through, and you're going to get it's official. This okay. is the Sims official mock draft. I'm, yeah, and the replay. My the way I'm doing this mock draft, I'm not going to go the. What you're hearing. Oh, I hear this, or I would take this guy, but I heard they might take that guy so I can cover myself to where I'm right for all 32 picks. No, I've watched all these guys. I'd say I've watched probably anywhere between 130 and 150 guys now. And your thing is, you put your your GM hat on for that team. For every team. this is who you would pick at that pick. It is, yes. So I'm doing it totally through my eyes, my evaluations, which I put a lot of time and effort into. And I give a shout out to the old Levitard crew? Yeah, let's do it. Take a look. They made this for Sims. The Sims's top 70 quarterback rankings. It's actually 71. It including is. Including the new backup for Blake Bortles, Cody Kessler. Did we really ever talk about how like amazing that was? Were the, were, were the Jaguars you. like... Which you the know, one let's bring the quarterback that won't threaten Blake Bortles. Yeah, because they traded for him. I know. And we broke it live on the podcast. I said, oh, you're not going to believe this. Now right. you believe me? I do. Yeah. Right. But Sims will be drinking out of these cups at the office now for quite some time. How about a nice warm glass of shut the hell up? Shout out <laughs> Allison Turner. Yes. She's the best. And she then, of course, the Dan and Stu Gotts and all those guys. Yep. Um, quick news before we get... Are you really want to talk about my shoulder? I do. Oh, it's your shoulder. No, it's my neck. Yes. It's like my back of my right. neck. Right. So please tell me this, because I'd like to hear this, Dr. Kevorkian. No. So a few months ago, I was doing pull-ups, right. and this is my problem. I'm not that strong. Well, I was going to say, so, can you pull yourself up? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. So I was doing a pull-up, and you know when you, <laughs> get, you, know, you, know when you get tired, yeah. you like stick your neck up? Right. Well, I heard it like that. 
and my the back of my neck and my doing back. the Woody smile, doing the Woody smile <laughs> in this hoodie. And now every now and then, if I'm putting up some weight and I am not activating my core and getting everything ready, and I start you. I'll tweak my neck instantly. Just and doing, a pull, doing a pull or a push. It's at this point now. It's been everything. It's been everything. Yeah, but so you originally felt originally it. originally pulling up, right? Doing a pull up right. and being like and this, point and to the like, area, boom, and then like right there. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What yeah. you got for me? I mean, it could be this is awful podcast content. No, it's it's great. I love this. Uh, it could be a number of things. Um, I mean, it could literally just be maybe a, a deficiency with your chest muscles, right? Something like that that's oh. actually affecting it. Interesting. But I'm going to say that it probably just pulled a slight bit because it was like, damn, I've never pulled this big fucker up here before. Probably. <laughs> Hold on, abort mission and pull. I think, I think that's what's happening. And you're still it's healing. It's the point now where like, I go and I work out and I feel it and I'm just like, I, oh, this stinks. stinks. That stinks. stinks. But after draft, we're going to get jacked for the summer because it's Sims and Lefko on the road. Little bit of news nuggets. Patriots, do you put any stock into this? This week is nuts with nonsense. Patriots met Lamar Jackson two weeks ago and are intrigued and impressed. I put stock. New England doesn't do uh, ghost guest uh, performances at their their facility. They don't like do like a, a oh top come up 30 here workout. so let's trick some people and we're gonna waste a day so we can trick number twenty five in the draft, dude. I want the Patriots to draft Lamar Jackson I, so bad. I'll just throw this out there: the New England Patriots have been ahead of the curve in the NFL with the way the games played, the rules for the last twenty years. That's why the New England Patriots. People forget that and, when they got Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, right? The tight end position was seemingly out of fashion, right? right. And the other thing they're Bringing into fashion right now is the fullback is back into. Right. If you look at the quality offenses in football, they use the fullback like the New England Patriots, right? Whether it was the year I was there and we broke the record for most plays run in a season because of the Chip Kelly code words that we implemented right. in the offense. Whether it was they said, you know what, we're a balanced football team to win the first two Super Bowls. Oh, the rules changed. We'll throw it forty-five times a game. So that's me, my number one wish for the draft. It would is be that Lamar Jackson goes to the. It Patriots. would be amazing. I'll throw these two. Just these are things I thought of. I knew they were they they couldn't get in contact with them either. That's what I've been told. Like they had a hard time actually scheduling the visit there. From what I was told, I don't know that a hundred percent, but the person that told oh, Lamar me Lamar being Lamar. Right. And the no, other thing kidding. is we talked about them being ahead of the curve. I know how much Belichick uh I mean, just the read option and the RPOs, and I do think he thinks the league is going that way. It was a big reason why he almost, you heard the rumors of Greg Schiano almost going up there as a defensive mind. Right. Because he goes, he's from college, he respects Greg Schiano, he can help me out with this RPO thing. And I just wonder, and also the last thing I'll say about this com- this this particular topic, he's drafted Quarterbacks from Bobby Petrino before he drafted Ryan Mallett, so he. I'm guaranteeing there's something there. He goes, well, it's a pro style offense. He's mm. been in some of this before. This won't be total. I know it'd be amazing. It's just so great because draft season is annoying for this reason. Nobody knows anything, mm-hmm. and they use the draft to confirm or deny the beliefs they've had for the last few months. And the draft doesn't mean anything. Right. It's where the GMs see people, but. When you're drafted by the Patriots, it's a Belichick seal of approval. And Lamar Jackson, like I told you, I was doing an interview on Sunday. Yeah. They're like, you think Lamar's going to go in the first round? I was like, yes. Like, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah, he's going Whether in the first. Whether it's the end of the first, or he's going in the he's first. He's going in the first. But if he goes to the Patriots 
and he's the heir right. to Tom Brady. Right. Oh, what a story. I know. It'd what be a the, story. It'd be the perfect scenario for him. And yeah. I'll even throw this in, and I'm going to give my dad credit, because my dad and I had this conversation this weekend, okay. and I think he made a really good point with this. And I'm going to say where he actually had this conversation with Bill Cower. So I guess Bill Cower is the one that should get the credit for this. Okay. But he told me about it. And I thought it made a lot of sense. Going back to the Lamar Jackson receiver conversation, right? And uh, trust me, when I heard it, I was like, what are you about to tell me, what Phil are you? What are Phil Sims and Bill Cowher talking about Lamar Jackson receivers? This so, is going to be archaic. So this is what's – exactly. That's where I was like, yeah. I was like, what, you guys are clueless, whatever. And But he goes on and he goes, he goes, you know, Bill said something really smart to me. He goes, if I get Lamar Jackson, he goes, yeah, I'm drafting him to be a quarterback. There's no doubt about that. But – I might throw him out on the field as a receiver in the first year or two. And my dad goes, oh, yeah, really? Why? And he goes, because, one, you just get out on the field, right? There's something to that, which there really is. There's true value into being out on a real field in a real game. With 70,000. And people trying to knock your head off, right? So there is so getting out there on the field, feeling that environment, feeling the speed of the game. And then this is the part that really got me. I was Future like, trick plays? Well, that could be part of it, certainly. And he certainly has a skill set to yeah. be effective in that position, but he's going to be in the huddle. He's going to get to hear a Tom Brady call plays. He's going to know, you know what? I'm hot off these guys. I got a, Tom told me I'm hot off these guys, so now he's going to learn some of the things he needs to learn about the quarterback position as well, right? He's going to know, oh, you know, when these two guys blitz, I got to turn around and get my eyes back to the quarterback quick. So there's things he can learn from quarterback. I just thought it was a, a funny yeah. point. I'm just bringing it up out of nowhere, but I, 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 I could see the logic there. Like where if he goes to a team like that or the Chargers. Uh, where the quarterback's set up, maybe right. you do sneak him on the field just to get him out there and get used to the speed of the game a little bit. I don't know. I just I want the kid to succeed. He's gonna. Yes. He's gonna. The other story that caught my attention, because Aaron Rodgers is, is the, the best greatest quarterback, quarterback I've ever seen, seen. Uh, is now joining the ownership team of the Milwaukee Bucks. One of the other owners said he's a legendary player. He would be the first athlete that's currently active in the league that would own a piece of a major sports franchise. Um, in an interview, he said he wanted to have stake in the region that he's been in for 13 years, and he'd love to end his career with the Packers. We just talked last week about how this contract wasn't getting done and Rodgers needing leverage. What a crazy notion. I love this move. Yeah. It's just, it's Aaron Rodgers, man. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers offseason, he's dating an IndyCar driver, he met Dalai Lama, and he's owning a part of an NBA team. Man. What did Tom Brady do this offseason? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, it, it is, um, I mean, first of all, I would like to know how much of the you know, stock in the it's team probably he bought. like Drake or Jay-Z, like a, a decimal percentage. I know, point. but it also just a speaks figurehead. to the money that quarterbacks are making this day at age two to where that can even be a conversation. That's the first place my mind mm-hmm. went. Uh, and I think he's done a phenomenal... I do believe that. He wants to be a Packer for the rest of his life. Who wouldn't want to be? I mean, playing for the Packers is like playing for the Yankees or the Red Sox. It's special. It certainly is. And I, I, he's done a great job, I think, endearing himself to that region in general, whether it's Wisconsin going to Final Fours and Correct. him being there. You know what I mean? That's just um, you're showing you're part of the community. You're invested in the rest of the community. It's not just about him and the Packers. He's giving the love back. And I think that goes uh, a long way with people in the community. If we don't get a chance to sit down with Aaron Rodgers soon, I'm going to be very They've upset. still promised them to me. They they did. I mean, I wasn't just, putting that on you. That was more like a no. But I thing. also came out before the year and was like, he's coming on this year. And then he got hurt, and that kind of wrinkled things. You're but, uh, you're just a disappointing dad that doesn't deliver. I I'm am. used to it. By now. Yeah. All right. So Sam Darnold was in studio, yep. uh, presented by K Jewelers. Um, I, I want to say this. I'm, I saw a lot of tweets that were like, yeah, roast him, all that stuff. 
when guys come in here, we just want to kick it with them. Yeah. We want to shoot the shit, have a good time, enjoy them. This is not football evaluating time when they come in. This is a time for us to know them and just get to see their personality and have a good time. Both Sims and I came away extremely impressed, and I think that you guys will see why. Here is Sam Darnold and his mom, Chris. So this is a podcast? It's a podcast. Sims and Lefko podcast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you guys listen to Joe Rogan's, but... Oh, you get down on Joe Rogan? Oh, dude, yeah. Really? <laughs> Crazy. He knows. I mean, I know who he is. I have not listened to the podcast. you don't but... have Instagram and you don't listen to Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast? Yes. I would say Joe loser. Rogan was one of the first guys <laughs> to do podcasts all the time, and... It's just, it seems you would love it. He talks well, about the environment, then he talks I, about. You've like, always said that. Yes. What, yes. Hel- what helps him is that he does it almost every day. Every day. And I think He's up that's... to like episode like 1,500 or something like that. <laughs> right. It's nuts. Dude, I'm a 37 year old dad, okay? Got an 11 year old daughter, <laughs> oh, yeah. seven year old. I don't have time to be tweeting as I'm working too. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just going to keep mom, all this. Let's just in. do it. Is mom getting in on this? She's or? coming in a little She's bit. She's coming later. in a little bit. She's later. the enforcer. Sorry. We have Sam Darnold Woo! in the seat. Possibly number one pick from USC. <laughs> Mom will be here later, but for right now, you're center stage. You are guy. center stage. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, you, yeah, start right, off where you so want to start off. This is where we have to start off. The okay. most important question of your week right here. Please tell me more about Dick Hammer. Oh, okay. my gosh. Grandpa. Thank you. Should we because bring in... Mom for this one. Mom, she was saying she's in? the expert. Well, I want to hear like the grandson perspective. Okay, I mean, I didn't, he passed away when I was two, so I don't uh, know him that well. So well, I'm fascinated by the story. Let me just tell this to the listeners yes. out there. I, I don't even know if he's real. <laughs> it's an amazing. I learned it through doing the Notre Dame games on NBC this year. Okay, and yeah. they had so when USC and you guys came to town, they had a little montage of things that had gone on in your life and your grandfather, whose name is Dick Hammer, which is an all-time is great name. Dope. I mean, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Awesome. And then the fact that he's the Marlboro man and this great history, yeah. I just was like, He was man. an Olympic volleyball player, and my favorite story, that's not mine, is he was, <laughs> and I'm going to say, captain of the L.A. County Fire Department, went and then played a, a, a member of the fire department in a show, and then reportedly said, I'd rather save lives than pretend to on television. Well, Get up here. Come, come on, on, come, come on. over here, Mom. Come on. Hello. The yes, real right. savior. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Hi. All right, so yeah, tell us about him. This is your dad. So, yeah. Oh, my, my gosh. dad. And I mean, I often think about the look on his face just with regard to how proud he'd be of him. But when I was growing up, he um, he was a firefighter, you know, for L.A. County. Here, I'll throw these bad boys. Oh. Is her mic on? I don't know if my mom, her, his mom. I almost said my mom. We need Chris to belt it out. There we go. I just called Sam's mom my mom. I don't know if my mom's mic's on either. I'll fix you. My students do that all the time. That's all right. All right. So please start at the beginning one more time about your father. Okay. So my dad um, was a firefighter. Right. When I was growing up, and he substitute taught on his days off, and when we were growing up. He got a job as captain of the fire department inside Universal Studios. Oh, gotcha. And so that's how he fell into the right. Screen Actors Guild, and he did a post-toasties ad, and then he had this <laughs> rugged look. They liked one was one of the first Los Angeles cowboys for the Marble Ad. Right. Man. So, yeah, and then, but he went to, uh, went to USC. He played basketball there. Right. And... Then he played volleyball 
And at the time, he played. He started playing volleyball when he was 21 years old, and played in the 1964 Olympics. After that, so, so you're telling me all the athletic <laughs> prowess in your family comes from your side a of the lot? family, basically. Well, okay, <laughs> my husband and I. No, my husband was a stud. He played okay. football. All right. Yeah, and, but Sims has yeah. a theory that everything athletic comes from the. Well, mom. the mom's a lot of it. Oh, that's what I, I, I'd that say, what say a lot of a lot of the times. Not always. No. Not, not, but but that's interesting. So of course maybe a little that's agility. Unique, that's a unique theory. I've well, never heard that before. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one to have, though. Yeah. I mean, well, oh. this is where it really started. It really started because of the PED conversation with football players. And I said, I think everybody thinks players take more PEDs than they actually do. I said, if you look at some of the parents of these guys, I think you'd understand why they're so big. Right. To where I just, I was trying to squash that beef a little bit. But okay, enough of that. Hold on. I want to hear Sam's take on that theory. Yes. No, I don't, I don't have a take on that. I mean, I, it's crazy. I mean, the stuff that we're putting in our bodies. Yes. um, All we know is that it's something certified. We don't yes. know we, we don't know exactly what we're putting in our bodies. Um, we just know that it's good for us. Yes, and right. so cuz you know we have nutritionists and all these people right. telling us you should this take is this. What you need. This is what right. you need and um, so you don't know the long-term effects or anything. Know. I know. I know. Yeah, he know. went on a rant last week. Said, "Take a protein shake, eat more food or less food, go to sleep, do it again the next day, right. work out." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the reason we have Darnold and his beautiful mother Chris Aww, here is because of K Jewelers. Just Darnold. And, I like it. Just Darnold. Yeah. That's you want your first yeah, name. No, you're like just it. a one-name basis like now. Yeah. You're that big time. You're one letter away from it being a first name, <laughs> Darnold. Uh, but of course, Mother's Day is coming up. Celebrate K Jewelers. Let's do it together. Every, Every kiss, kiss begins, begins with K. Yeah! I like the Darnold family. <laughs> I do. I'm uh, a fan. All right, so I got a, I got a hard-hitting question. Yeah. Sam, I saw in high school you were listed on Rivals at six foot five. Now at really? the combine, you're listed at six foot three. By my math, and a half. in year five, <laughs> you'll be five foot ten. Are you the Benjamin Button of height of the NFL draft? What is happening? I Are you know. shrinking in front of our face? <laughs> I guess so. You know, I think my dad's actually shrunk a couple inches. So yes, yeah, mine think, too. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm, I'm due. I think I'm due Man. to shrink a little bit. So I hopefully know. I don't. But you know, I think I could still be. Pretty good at quarterback if, if I do shrink, but you know we be, we'll be prepared if the time comes. Yeah, so. I think you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I think, the high school coach <laughs> they embellish everything. My high school coach, like when I would put my real weight on things, he'd be like, "I'm telling everybody you're 225," and I'm like, "But I'm not, so don't worry about it. I'll get there one day." Um, all right, so let's just let's just get into a little let's bit. Let's get of the, into some football, a little man. football, because uh, of course we enjoyed watching you play. You're the man. You got a, a bright future. Just. Kind of talk about where you're at right now in this whole thing. Are you ready to be done with? I know it's been exciting, but just kind of talk about what it's been like. Have you thought about if you're going to hug Goodell? Right. Like, wait, right. Where are we right Yeah, now? where's your head at? I've actually decided that I might go in for the bro hug. The uh, bro? With Goodell. Do it. So, <laughs> nice. I think that's the call. No, but I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I've been very excited for a long time for yeah. these few months. Um, but right now, I'm really just... It's time's moving pretty slow right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the draft is Thursday. I feel like it's going to take forever to get there. Um, but I'm just, you know, every opportunity that comes my way, whether it's, you know, on this show, on another, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, show yes. Rogan. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm, I'm embracing everything, and that's really all I can do. Right. Um, but at the same time, yeah, there's a little nerves there. Um, but I know that all the teams at the top of the draft are. You know, I think they're ready to win. Um, I think the Browns are doing really good things. Yes. Um, you know, the, the two New York teams are doing great things. All the other teams are 
bound to win soon. Sure. Uh, they just need that key piece. You know, the quarterback position is yep. the most important in all of sports, um, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know how you guys I feel think, about no, that. No, we're right there with you. No yeah, doubt about um, it. So, you know, it's just... <clears throat> Do you do you have a feel? Do you have a gut right now? As far as you don't have to tell us anything, but do you have a gut as yeah, far as who? Don't tell us. Just tell us if you have a gut. Okay. Cool. <laughs> no, do you have any? I feeling? don't have a no. gut anymore. <laughs> but, uh, I know. I was gonna say you look you look slimmed down. Is no this more, your doing? No, it's no more college life. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that has the, when he came home talking about nutrition. I was like, yay, because you know I think just like that. My mom does say stuff. They, you know they eat late. Yes. Don't they go out? They don't take. The greatest yeah, well, care just, themselves. Right. Yeah, yeah. so we eat a good breakfast. We have great breakfast at USC, and then you go to class, and then you only have yeah. 30 minutes to get lunch, so you're going to get whatever you need to yeah. get your energy for practice. Might be a burger, might be something like that, right. fries, something like that. And Is then, he looking slimmed down when you saw him at Notre Dame, Definitely, too? without a doubt. I noticed it right away. As soon as I saw you after yeah. the season, I, I thought it. It's kind of his specialty. Yeah. Sims is a study. I'm an expert at looking uh, at naked yeah. men. I haven't seen you oh, naked gotcha. yet, but I've seen you yeah. with tight clothes on. Yeah. <laughs> right, so I kind of sensed that right when I walked Sorry, in the Mrs. door. Sorry, This guy is staring at me a little too hard. I saw that. So there's some good nicknames in this draft. I see that your high school friends were calling you our Lord and Savior, the amount of times you'd bring them back. And then I hear that your parents call you Flatline? Oh, no. No. Was that from an old article? No, he's just, like, that's his He's, that's he's his the way demeanor. he is. Um, yeah, right. He's a flatliner. He's not... It's funny. He doesn't get too high or too low. Yeah, no. so a lot of my high school friends, really the seniors, when I played on the varsity team when I was a sophomore, all the right. seniors called me Big Red. That turned into Big Red Dog, which then turned into Clifford. Uh, and so those were kind of the that evolution, was the evolution of, of my nicknames. And So we can uh, call you Clifford next year when you start to tear, especially if you went to the Browns. Oh, Clifford the dog with the oh, bone man. at the Browns and the dog pound? What? Uh, T-shirts are be being amazing. made as soon as possible. Yeah, so we'll see, though. You know, it's uh, <laughs> that's what they called me when I was a sophomore because – you know, it was kind of demo- a little bit, you know, uh, belittling, I guess you could say. Like rookie and then, high school. Yeah, 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 being the rookie. <laughs> right. And then I, those <clears throat> nicknames kind of disappeared after, you know, my junior, senior year. So, uh, but, you know. When I'm you try- got I'm bigger and to- stronger than everybody and you were <laughs> awesome out there, they were like, let's not call them that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring it back, though. I like them. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so my thing is this, is no matter what team you go to early on, you're the guy, right? Like, you're going to be the face of the franchise right away. But I'm curious, because, look, USC's put a lot of number one picks over the years. D- is it different? You know what I mean? Like, if you're one or two, you're the face of the Giants or you're the face of the Browns. But is it different if it's one? Like, why, why is it different? Well, I think, and I've said this a few times today, I think it's, it's really interesting. Uh, and, me and me and Josh Allen have talked about this. Um, no matter what circumstance it is, whether it's Pop Warner, whether it's high school, whether it's college, you... You know the competitor in you wants to be number one in everything. That you know it doesn't even matter. If, even yeah. if it means you wait a little bit and you go to a team that's maybe more developed. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. that's the age of one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, with you. It's just something there that's you know you're the number one pick forever. Out of all these guys, like, right? That's a pretty cool feeling. But at the same time, I'd be fine. You of know, course. You know, well, I'd be. I'd have to be fine with it. You know, I don't have a choice. But <laughs> um, no, it's. It's something I've always dreamed of going number one, but if that's not the case, then I won't. I won't, you know, flip the table, you know. So I'll Dude. be. 
flip the table. No. Do the flip. But, but you know, <laughs> no, but I'd be really, I'd be really excited to, to go to whatever franchise, whatever organization wants to put that trust in me. I mean, you're somebody's number one, right. at least at the very worst. Right. Um, okay, so th- I find this that re- part of your relationship or this offseason fascinating. Like, Peyton Manning didn't train with Ryan Leaf. Eli didn't train with Ben Roethlisberger. Or Phillip Rivers. Or yeah. Phillip Rivers. But here you guys are, the so-called dueling it out for the number one spot. What was it like, like getting to know him at first? I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so at first I'd been like, "Man, screw this Josh Allen guy. I'm going to show him who's boss." And the hell with him. He's but so nice. I know oh he God. seems like it. So, so, so what's it been like? So honestly, when I first met him, I was kind of like that. Yeah, I'm good. Like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show this guy right away. You know what? what, what <laughs> Who the boss is? is. You know? And then as I got to know him, it became playful, and right. um, we just really got to know one another and. We're, you know, we're both pretty weird, uh, you sure. know, off the field. We're, we're weirdos. We like to joke around, but at the same time, we know how to be, you know, serious. And when it's time to learn ball, it's time to learn ball. When it's time to, you know, practice, uh, you know, whatever it is, drops or any type of footwork and then, you know, throwing the ball, you know, whether it's, you know, speed work, uh, yeah, yeah. combine, anything like that. So um, we can get serious, but we have really similar personalities, I think. I want to hear um, about the weirdo parts. What, why are you weird? Cause I'm weird. Why are you? I weird? think he meant no, it like I think he's we're a pro- all weird. Yeah, yeah. But well, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, right. We, you we practical joker. Mess around. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Right. Right. So well, I wasn't sure together. if you were collecting butterflies. You're weird because you're sweating in a 45 degree room. Okay, and you have a glisten on your forehead. That's why you're weird. Okay. Yeah, I have a glands problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, but yeah, and then that's the other thing is me and Josh live together. Uh, so that was we had to get used to that and kind of equally messy. Okay. Equally messy, they are. They huh? good. Thanks, mom. Yeah. So you're both messy. Red flag. Yeah. yeah. Red flag. Sorry. Drop them off the board. <laughs> Second round pick doesn't make his uh, bed. Why? Why didn't Josh Allen or Sam Darnold go to the Browns? They're moms. So they're messy. So we went no, with Rosen. No, 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 no. I know it's all right. All good. So this is another part. I'm. I'm truly admire so much about you and as a player, as a quarterback, you are like your mom just was talking about the flatliner. Where did that come from? How I would like to know the conversation you have in your brain, okay, <laughs> yeah. when you throw a big yeah. interception or a fumble, because it just does not seem to phase you, and you come out firing the next series anyways. I think it's the same thing with this draft process. Yeah. I know that there's nothing I can do about it. Right. You know, I make a mistake. Sometimes you'll see me, you know, hitting the ground, or, you know, I, I'm not going to throw my helmet necessarily, but I set it down really hard. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's just those little moments where I kind of get ticked off and then, um, there was actually a moment in uh, high school basketball after a junior. Um, you know, we, we were playing. Uh, we were playing for a league championship, and if we won, we would have won it outright. If we lose, we tie for the league championship. We have to share it. Right. And so we end up losing that game. And after I, I punch my locker, and I actually break my. I have oh. a boxer's fracture, and so that was kind of you know where I started to learn I can't react. To yeah. anything bad that happens, yep. because if I do that, then only negatives can come out of it. Yeah, and so that's when I started to learn. Okay, um, I probably shouldn't do that and just keep everything inside of me. Yeah, um, which really it works to my benefit. Right. Um, sometimes I feel like it can come off as me not caring about the game, uh, me not being as passionate, but that's not the case at all. Uh, yeah. I love football. I love you know everything about you know scoring a touchdown and going and celebrating with my teammates, but. I'm not going to be that guy to run around, and that's just not who I am. Um, a lot of guys rep it, and, and they do it well. 
Um, you know, I think if I ran around and it'd be exhausting. That, well, that and I think I would just make a fool out of my. I mean, I'm not good <laughs> not at that kind of stuff. Are, yeah, yeah. I just, love the way you are, man. Don't yeah, change. I yeah, think yeah. it's a lot of the reason. That, I mean, you're you're being talked about where you're talking about. I think the New York Giants and I, him and I, have talked about this. I think part of the reason the New York Giants like you and are thinking about you number two is because you have the same demeanor as Eli, which is a lot like my father, who also played quarterback for the Giants. To where it just doesn't matter. You can oh, you know, one day it's going to say you suck on the New York Post, the next day it's going to say you're the greatest thing ever. And to be like that, so don't change, man. Mm-hmm. You know Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of media, He's the best. Which person? <laughs> Chris, uh, Sam. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yep. He better spend some of that salary no. on a kiss becomes the K jewelry you know for you. He's, I'm his number one fan for sure. Yeah. Oh, you're and a He's a mama's boy. The necklace. Oh, just, he got you there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. from K Jewelers. Right. Look yep. at you, smooth. Yep. Smooth. I'm wearing man. it to the draft. I'm a mama's boy too. I understand yeah. it. Good yeah. for you. Good That's for awesome. You. So I got her that. You know, little. Early Mother's Day gift, yeah. and then got her it for the draft as well. Yeah. Um, you have a girlfriend? So really? No, okay, I don't. Just wanted um, to make sure if any more of that K jeweler money was going somewhere else. <laughs> and so, no, but K, you know, they've been awesome, uh, taking me around this little media tour I'm doing, and um, just, I mean, you know, it's sometimes you're not able to express the love that you have for your parents because if you said exactly how you felt, sometimes it could come off a little weird and, you know, that's just kind of awkward sometimes. Uh, so I think the perfect gift is jewelry for your mom, especially. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know. This is, now, I want to tell you something. Okay. <laughs> I was a song. You're, you're, you're going to cry? Let it out. It's, it's okay. You're allowed to cry. I'm saying. I'm ready to I, I cry, say too. I'm, I want to say this. Me and Sims, I'm just going to openly do this in front yeah. of you. We've met a lot of young quarterbacks. Some of them we go, oh, that's weird, man. We didn't get a lot of eye contact. They're not really like kind of in possession of who they are. <laughs> Some people we meet and go, okay, you, this is Pitchman Central. Yeah. This is face of the franchise stuff. I this know. is the reason why everyone leaves. And they. And I'm not saying it's fake. Not an no, ounce of that not is fake. fake. I mean, not at all. Yeah. But I'm saying is, is if Flatline and all that stuff goes together. You know what I mean? The demeanor and all of that. That's a yeah. props to you, props yeah. to your husband, and of course, Mr. Dick Hammer. Because that came from somewhere. <laughs> it was coming down. Uh, that's uh, awesome. I, I'm curious. Rain on the pro day. My uh, my take was that it was on. Was it on purpose? Yeah, I told I told God to. Eat you know. <laughs> that crap, left go. No, because my thing, dumb question. No, because my thing was, was this. it on purpose? Did you dial up the rain? And this is what I mean. <laughs> when it comes to this process, we focus on these little minute details and we blow them up, like hand size. It's a huge yeah. deal and all yeah. that stuff. So to do it in the rain to prove a point, uh, I thought was it was a ma- it was a master stroke in terms of marketing because the narrative on you switched immediately, and I was just curious if you felt it change like did you did you feel after that workout people were like talking to you differently at all well it was what was different about it was i didn't throw at the combine and no one had publicly seen me throw right for this whole draft process and i think just wanting to see that was something that everyone wanted you know it was just something i had to check off the box obviously you know i'm a quarterback i gotta be able to throw throw. (laughs) (laughs) so throwing well at my pro day and then you know, I think like a quarter of the way through it started raining, which was, you know, pretty ideal. Um, but it, you know, it wasn't like the plan or anything. It I was, was just, just curious if you and like Jordan Palmer were sitting there going, like, look, it could rain. Oh, yeah. And if it, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was that? That's what, yeah, that's what's what I the mean. discussion. Yeah, yeah, we definitely thought about it, but right. it was, 
it wasn't about you know we weren't like oh let's let's move it later so that we can throw the whole time in the rain gotcha, it was gotcha, like we're gotcha. just gonna throw it this time if right. it rains it rains it if it doesn't it doesn't and yeah. it just happened because pro days man have taken on like this life of its own like you remember the johnny manzel with the music and he was wearing pads and then afterwards he sold all yeah. of his jersey teddy like, bridgewater teddy like, bridgewater yeah. i mean yeah, yeah yours yours was full network coverage i mean it was like we were watching the state of the union yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. no it was it was fun i mean it was just another step in this long process, uh, and it's just you know not throwing up the combine gives something to, some people to you know something right. to talk about exactly. for a few weeks, yeah. and then throwing at my pro day gives people something to talk about. The so media just, is very simple. We're very easily manipulated, <laughs> and that's why if you're intelligent enough to look ahead and go, we can control this narrative. It's easy. I want you to put on coaching Chris Sims hat. Yeah, things that you'd like to see Sam maybe perfect a little bit more work on what are some things that you think that could really help Sam? Oh, be, I more, mean, be more creative than turnovers because <laughs> you didn't like I know it. everyone's been saying, you know, I, you, I, you turn the ball over, it's like, I know that. I get that, right. Yeah. But it's, uh, that's the obvious one. I'm not and coming into that. And I've been trying to fix it. Yeah, yes. of course you are. I mean, it's not like you were out there. And, and and you know, again, I don't look at things like that ever and dicta- let that dictate how I look at the player anyways. Right. I mean, I take into account that you didn't have great pass protection. You had to make a lot of plays on your own. And, of course, when you do that kind of stuff, it's going to lead to some bad plays. I mean, that's just the way it is. Um, to me, what is – I'm not – you know the things that need to be said. I mean, your motion. Okay, yeah. I mean, how much did you work on that as far as maybe yeah. tightening it up or making it quicker? It's actually kind of quick already. Yeah, I know. And by the way, you know, I was just kind of messing around. Oh, you I, can mess around with totally, me. Don't worry. It's totally fair. You know, the turnover conversation. I mean, I turned Dude, the ball over a, pl- a we, lot We appreciate the ball busting. Yeah. It's yeah. encouraged. Yeah, yeah, okay, you're good. Cool. Yes. You're good. Okay. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we, we did this thing with uh, – you know, with with Wilson footballs, where you know there's like this new technology coming out, where right. you can see, um, you can see kind of how fast you actually get the ball out of your hands from when you let go of it. Right. And I realized that, um, and also with Soul and Science, yeah, um, it's a show that Dr- uh, Dilfer and uh, John Brankus are doing. Right. And sure. they actually they did a thing um, that showed me getting the ball out quicker than a lot of quarterbacks yes, do. Yes, I saw even, that because. I mean, Marino kind of, and I'm not comparing myself to Marino, um, but he brought the ball down here too, sure. but he got it out quick. Right. So it's just it's just my stroke. Everyone yeah. has a different stroke, and um, if I get the ball out quick, I'm not going to worry about it, but if it does take longer, um, then I'm going to address it. I'm going to get better at it, but me and me and Jordan Palmer decided it's not that much of an issue. It's not an issue because I get the ball out fast. Um, for me, it's just about keeping two hands on the ball at all times. Two hands on the ball, that'll limit some of the fumbles or mm-hmm. whenever you break the pocket and you drop the yeah. ball like that, which is what I did too. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks do. Yeah. All right, so that was the biggest thing you worked on throughout the process, you think? What was the other, like, just if we're being football technical here that you were constantly trying to stay on yourself about? <clears throat> I think for me, my feet get jacked up a lot. Yeah, because um, you got great feet. You got quick, bullets. very yeah. athletic feet, but you're just saying they get in some bad positions at times. Yeah, I think you know, and that that also goes along with getting my hips, you know, to open yeah. uh, the way that I need them to, and then getting my hips stronger. But also not being lazy in the yeah. pocket. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Is it's not that I try to be lazy. It's just that when I'm going through my read, I'm going through my read. And my feet are just staying in the same spot. Gotcha. Whereas I got to bring my feet with me, right. with my read, and um, that's something that I've continued to work on this off season, and I think I've gotten a lot better at. Yeah. Um, but then also, I, I mean, I always continue to work on how to study, how to study a team, how to study a defense. Sure. What you know, with what pressures are guys doing on the back? You know, just all these different things, as you know, and 
Um, a lot goes into it, and I've been trying to work on all of it. Um, but really focusing on those things that I, you know, that really stick out as um, weak points in my game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I like uh, the part, like, the calming your mind, too. Like, you've been working on that. Oh, yeah. Yoga, yeah. meditation. Good for you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because you're going to have to deal with a lot of... over here in the Darnold household. No, not my husband. Well, you know, I just think it's good. Of course, it is good. of course. It's great. I, I mean, I had a, I had a psychologist I used to go talk to, like yeah. legitimately. Like, no, it was more it's about... Huge. It was It was even about my marriage. It was everything. Oh. But you need something there to balance out your life or get some of the problems out. So whatever that is, if it's yoga or whatever, good for you. Yeah. How are you enjoying this process as we wrap up this wonderful interview, though, you guys well, it's been fun with you guys. This is my last one with you guys and it's been a blast Good. so thank Thanks. you for making it comfortable and what, what's just... it like to see all these people talk so highly of your son like in this part of the process i think i think the part <laughs> that okay like that it's not as much you guys as like what happened last night when we were at the west and we're going up an escalator and half of a high school football team was coming down and they recognized sam and the impact that he might have on some kids yeah and they came back up the escalator to see if they'd if he'd take a picture, and yep. it's just like and I said, you know, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rascal, no. you're a rascal, no, and so <laughs> no, I took I, mean, I took the picture. <laughs> yeah, you know, I teach school, so I think just impacting the our youth, yes, and and the type of person he is is what I'm mostly proud of, and. Yep. The stuff that I see, you yeah. guys are awesome. You should hey. be proud though, because I'm so proud. Number one thing is your son is a he's a good guy, and yep. I've known yeah. that from Jump Street, even just watching media interviews and things <laughs> like that. And I'm his number one fan. Good, you should be. Especially shout out to Shortcliffe uh, Middle School. After the bling bling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Shortcliffe Middle School. Shortcliffe Middle, Middle School. PE is going to be crazy next week. That's right. All right, uh, Sam Darnold. Thank you, Chris. You're amazing. Thank You're beautiful. You. Thank Happy you. Mother's Day. Yeah, I didn't get enough love, Mom. I love you too. <laughs> All right, Sam. Thanks, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good Appreciate luck, man. K.com right there. Yeah, K Jewelers. K Jewelers. Are you yep. gonna buy yourself some yeah. bling bling when you get this new money? Are we gonna um, get a watch? Anything? Yeah, I'm probably gonna get a few chains. Oh, maybe a, a piece grill. of chain. I can, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So sure. maybe some J's. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 Swag. You the awesome. man. Thanks, Thank man. you guys. Right. You guys are funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I think you could see I I came away and I said it during the interview, even like talking to him afterwards and like hanging out and like seeing his family. Like, I get why GMs look at him and go, I don't think he's going to fail. Right. He's just he's quick witted. He's on his feet. He's a professional. He makes the eye contact like I made it there. I'm just going to be honest, like. There was a lot more leadership in him and Jared Goff, and I guess that's going to be our litmus test for the rest of time. But I came away even more impressed with him than I did Carson Wentz, just as like a as like a man. Yeah, Wentz is like a like a little bit more of a robot. Like, you know, so yes, he was a little bit more just like, oh, I'm Johnny Professional, yes. and this is the way I'm supposed to act. I'm yes. going to act this way. Donald just. I mean, as you could hear in the interview, I mean, he's just a good dude, a normal guy, had quick, witty, dry humor. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's everything you heard, or at least I heard about leading up to this. And I think it's why, yeah, I mean, the person is certainly part of what you're drafting. 
and I think you can feel very comfortable with that person. Uh, and I think the thing we talked about, you know, like his mom said, flatline. I think that goes over big with the NFL. I mean, a lot of coaches, they love a quarterback that's like that. They don't yeah. want a quarterback that ever gets too high, too low. And it's one of the things I've admired most about him in his career, too. He just It never changes. I mean, it's that same face almost all the time. But uh, you think he did the dishes or Josh Allen did the dishes? <laughs> that's got to be crazy right? to live with somebody. Right? I, I'm, that's Competing insane. for the first spot? Yes, I know. I, and it's, I'm, I was, that was another cool part of the interview because he admitted when it first started, I did think, like, you know, screw him and I'm yeah. going to put him in his place and whatever else. But you know, that's what happens is you start when you, you, you get to this age and you get to the NFL. I remember rookies coming like, into the NFL when I was on Tampa and they'd always be like, you know, it's not like as crazy as competitive as I thought. I thought everybody would be like out trying to get each other and stab each other in the back. And no, it's like I know these are token answers that you and me make fun of. Yes. But this players really, when you get to the NFL, you should realize, wait, it's about me. Like, if I want to get on the field, I better do better. Like, there's no point in me wasting my energy rooting against the guy that I'm, a, you know, listen, do I want the guy in front of me to be the best quarterback ever? No, certainly not. I would hope he maybe slips up, but it's not, right. a, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, Brian Greasy, throw interceptions, throw an interception, fuck up this read, whatever yeah. it may be. No. It's just a waste. You start to, that'll affect what you do. Right. And that's where I think at the end of the day you learn as you become a that, pro. That's just like life philosophy that I always have is you never wish for people's downfall because yeah. that thing comes back at you so hard. Yes. It's, it's not a zero-sum game. If Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold and Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson could all have great careers, yeah. and it doesn't impact their career any bit longer. Yeah. All right, now we're going to do Sims's mock draft. This is, again, Sims is putting on the GM hat for all of these teams. He is taking the player that he believes they should take when they're at that spot. Yes. I'm going to give you two minutes for each one just so that we yeah. keep Some of them I won't even need two minutes. Like uh, Some of these I'm just going to go, this is a pick, that's it. Then let's see how fast it. we can go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go based off NFL.com, and they have a predict the pick, where fans have tried to predict the pick. Gotcha. So the first pick is the Cleveland Browns. The fans, guess who they're picking? Sam Darnold, sure. 56% of the vote. Right. Sims, who should the Browns take at number one? For me, then first pick of the draft is Josh Allen from Josh Wyoming. Josh Allen, number one. Yes, he is. I just think that's the guy you got to go to. Again, listen, the other quarterbacks, they all have qualities that I like. But I think at the end of the day, I look at Josh Allen between being the MVP of the Senior Bowl and really the MVP of that whole week in a lot of ways, the combine, the pro day, the little mechanical things that I might have been concerned about when I watched the film, I don't worry about them anymore. And the more you watch with the film, the more you watch and realize, Man, the completion percentage is just a total media fixation of crap. Uh, and when you really evaluate it, he makes more wow plays than any other quarterback in the draft, other than Lamar Jackson. Mm. And to me, there's tremendous upside. And I think where a lot of people are missing out, I know I'm missing my two minutes. No, you're doing is great. His floor is lo- like there's no bust factor. This guy's not going to be out of the NFL. This the worst this guy is going to be is like the 20th best starting quarterback in football. That's that's it. I'm just he's not going to fall off the earth. Not the the man I've seen for as smart as I hear he is from everybody, let alone he had the highest Wonderlic score out of all these guys. But uh yeah, for me it's it's that's the guy. I'm so excited yeah. to do the stick to football podcast crossover. I know that you and Miller both love Josh Allen. Okay, that's good. It's just going to be a very interesting year because a lot of people don't. Yeah. Uh, number two, the New York Giants, in terms of predict the pick. Yeah. The fans are predicting Saquon Barkley yeah. with 51% of mm. the pick, right. Josh Rosen, and then Sam Darnold. 
Who do you have the Giants taking it to? I have them going Saquon Barkley. Gotcha. Yep. I, if I'm the New York Giants, uh, I looked at it like this. You're the Giants. you got a quarterback that's still capable of winning, and I'm not so sure in my evaluation that I feel comfortable at the number two pick taking a quarterback and saying that these, the rest of these quarterbacks, at least in my evaluation, evaluation are slam dunk NFL franchise quarterbacks for the next 10 or 12 years. So you're saying the Giants are trying to win now? I think so, yes. The Giants are trying to win now. you put on your Gettleman hat. And I think that's what I would do if I'm Gettleman, yes. Because to me, I don't, you know, I don't fancy all these other quarterbacks like a number one or a number two pick totally just slam dunk. Oh, this is awesome. This is Carson Wentz. I know who they are. But yes, Saquon Barkley, you put that with this team who still has a really talented defense, right? And you're the New York Giants and you have Odell Beckham Jr., Mm. Evan Ingram, Sterling. Shepard and Saquon Barkley. Good luck covering all three levels of the field with that group. I was going to say, Phil Jackson tried to bring the triangle offense to New York, <laughs> but Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, and Odell Beckham might be that I mean, you, you offense. could have the two most explosive offensive players in football on the same offense It's 11 next year. on 9. Yeah, it's amazing. So. All right, New York Jets are three. Yeah. Uh, predict the pick. The most predicted is Sam Darnold at yeah. 61%, mm. then Bradley Chubb, uh, and then Saquon. But I think we know they're going for a quarterback. Yep. Which one are you giving them at three? Well, this is a, again, this is my evaluation. I will really be intrigued if it's Rosen, Mayfield, and Allen, uh, and Darnold are all on the board for the Jets at you three. You think those are the three they like? Who they, no, I, just would be, I want to know who they would go. I don't know who it is. I don't, right. I don't know. But I'm just, I'd be interested. But for me, with the Jets and the number three pick and evaluating their football team. I'm going Josh Rosen. Mm. Josh Rosen is the guy to me. First of all, I do think that his personality will fit fine here in New York. I think he's the most ready and if I look at this team right now and I'm Todd Bowles and everything about it too, I go, yeah, I want a guy that can come in here and play and and kind of take us up to that next level into the playoff conversation. Not maybe into the playoffs, but in the conversation. And I think Rosen is the right guy to do that. He's been in a similar type offense in UCLA. Jed Fish runs like a West Coast offense. Jeremy Bates, the old, my old friend from down in Tampa. It's a similar thing, so he's seen the crossover on film. Now, Rosen's not perfect. I know that. He's not going to be able to do all the movement stuff maybe Jeremy Bates was, but if I'm the New York Jets, Josh Rosen, he checks all the boxes except mm. for just a hair less athleticism I would like, Yeah, and maybe the frailness, but other than that, he's, he's a what I would call a dead dick thrower. So, what? Yeah, it's just a technical phrase. Sounds real scientific. Yes. Uh, Chris Sims' mock draft thus far. He has Josh Allen going number one, Saquon going number two, Josh Rosen going number three. Right. Number four. Yeah. Back to the Browns. Back to the Brownies. Uh, the most picked here is Saquon. He's obviously not available. Right. Number two is Minka Fitzpatrick, according to the fans. Yes. Where are you going at number well, four? Well, you know, okay, why did Cleveland want Jabril Preppers if they wanted Minka Fitzpatrick? You got Jabril. You're stuck with him. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you're still hate that pick. No, I just, uh, you know. Number but, four. Number four, Bradley Chubb. North Bradley Carolina Chubb. State. So they leave this draft with Josh Allen, Bradley Chubb. Yes. So they're quarterback of the future, and then Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett. Bradley it's Chubb. It's a hell of a draft already. A hell of a draft. I mean, you're already now you're in the conversation for the best pass rushing duo in all of football. I'd right say away. it's behind the Chargers, behind the Jaguars. Right. Yeah. But it, it's in there. It's We're there. talking about it. Right. And uh, I look at Bradley Chubb and just go, he's kind of a can't miss prospect. He can do everything. I mean, if you needed him to play three, four outside linebacker, you're, there's plenty of film you could 
could see him dropping back in zone drops. He's very good in space, but he's going to be a defensive end at the end of the day. I compared him. The guy I wrote down was Olivier Vernon okay. uh, when I looked at the notes, right? So to Pro me, bowler. Right. Might have years where he has 12 and 13 sacks. Next year, might be just eight. as effective, but he has eight, right? Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. But I think that's a no-brainer for the Cleveland Browns All right, there. so I'd say right now it's uh, pretty by the book. Right. I like what you're doing. Except we have no Sam Darnold, which it yes. sounds like that's going to happen. And then this is where, apparently this is where I'm either going to be really wrong or really right in the future. It's all about the GM's preference. Yeah. Number five, the Denver Broncos. Okay, the Denver Broncos. So this is to me where it made sense. I did one trade. I don't like to do trades, okay, but this is the time I did the you trade. You got to five and you went, there's I a went, trade here. I think there's a trade just from what the Broncos need, okay, uh, as a team and need team needs all together. Listen, they certainly can use offense alignment, so like Quentin Nelson crossed my mind here. Yeah. Uh, there's a few spots, maybe a receiver, Maybe another DB. Not that But regardless, exactly right. So who they trade them with? So they're going to go with the Bills. The Bills, they... they... Bills traded to get up to 12. So you're saying the Bills move up to get up there at 5. Right. And who are the Bills taking? This is where, if I'm the Bills, I'm going Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, number five pick. Now, I've, I've heard that they don't love Baker Mayfield. But again, Baker Mayfield's the third best quarterback in the draft for me. He's, and this is your, if you were the GM. If this is me, if I'm the GM, yes. I mean, Baker Mayfield's got very good feet. He is a phenomenal thrower of the football. I mean, you're not going to see, you can't see a handful of throws the whole year where Baker Mayfield really misses targets or loses control of the ball. The ball almost is a perfect spiral. So a lot the, of people think Baker's going to go five, but to the Broncos, but you see the Bills jumping up there. I do, and I think the Broncos at the end of the day, I mean, you just got you're going to, I just I just don't see it. I mm. think they're going to be playing with fire and having Case Keenum and Baker Mayfield both in the same, uh, and I think Case Keenum's a worthy NFL starter for right now. I just wouldn't mess with that. I think this is a Bronco team that's kind of close, and I would let the team here ride mm. it out one more year at least. Josh Allen at one, Josh Rosen at three, Baker Mayfield at five. Sims has three quarterbacks going in the top five. Number six, according to the fans that have voted, the leader Quinton Nelson at 81% yeah. to go to the Colts. Do you agree with them? I, I, I certainly thought, but I do not agree. Wow. I do not. You know, the They're Col- not going quarterback, the, so who are you going here, Well, the, Col- the Colts have more offensive linemen than you think. Okay. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries, right. It's not the worst group in general. You're right. Very beat up last year. Yes. And I do think that you know, they got to look at that and go, that's not like the most desperate need on their football team. Interesting. To me, where I look at it and go, secondary. That is certainly one. It was, it's secondary or front seven. They have to have some difference makers. They yes. have no difference makers on their team other than Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton. I mean, you can't. can you name anybody in their secondary? I mean, that's what I mean. Most people can't. It's Devontae a, Davis? He's not there anymore. <laughs> T.J. Green. Right. Yeah, right, right. That's and they got, got this Malik Hooker in the safety, right? Oh, they drafted yeah. last year, yeah. right? But they have no corners. They All right, so guys, where are you going? I'm, going? I'm going with Marcus Davenport from U, U, University of Texas, San Antonio. Wow. Yeah. At number six. At number six. Listen, there's not a lot of planet, people on planet Earth that are 6'4", 264 pounds, and ran 4'5". Okay? That's just, and you like this kid's film. I do like this kid's film. Now, am I going to so sit over here? Over a Landry, over a Tremaine Edmonds, over a Roquan, over a Derwin. Yeah, you're going... I think at 6, this guy is a can't-miss prospect. I'm not sure he could necessarily be the superstar Harold Landry can, right? Like Harold Landry has superstar capabilities, okay. but he's not these good all-around football players, Marcus Davenport, in my opinion. Davenport, uh, like like we just talked about, I mean, almost 34-inch arms with that kind of size, right? Uh, I just look at that 
for the Colts, which are going to be running, right? We got to remember the Dallas Cowboy defense now. Okay. They got, a, they got, I'm blanking on his name if you can look up the defensive coordinator for Matt Eberflus. Eberflus, Eberflus, yes, right. He is the new D coordinator. He came from Dallas. This is the guy that I think could be their next DeMarcus Ware ish type guy, right? Interesting. Right? He's kind of I a, have not seen that anywhere. So I'm doing it. And um, yeah, I, I think he's a phenomenal football player and a difference maker and really a safe pick at number six, too, to where. You know, again, the floor is like ten year starter and a few Pro Bowls, maybe. Like he's wow. it's not gonna be a disaster. It's There's funny. No way. Everyone that I hear goes, Well, he played at Texas San Antonio, can't be that great. But. Yeah, I know. Well, so, right, so well, Khalil Mack played at Buffalo, but uh, you know, what's that teaching us? So that's the first shocker. Marcus yeah. Davenport going six. Okay, now we're at seven for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. I don't know where you're going here, but yeah. Quentin Nelson. It's Quentin Nelson. It has to be. Yeah, it is. I mean, i I thought about secondary here because they they are a team that that could use some secondary. I thought about like the Minka Fitzpatrick's, mm. even Derwin James crossed my brain. But to me, at the end of the day, we've been talking about no run game in Tampa for three years and no pass protection for James Winston. Their offensive line is by far the shoddiest. Yeah, it, I, I think it's the biggest positional need. And then I also look at it like this, where okay, I just look at them and go, they might they, there's. There, there's some safeties and other secondary players in this draft that they could probably get in the second and even third round where they're going to go. Because you were saying the corners were insanely it's deep. deep. Right, and those safety nickel hybrid type guys, there's a ton of them. You know, they have Grimes. They did take Vernon Hargraves a few years back in a top 10 pick. Yeah. Um, so I just thought this. People might have said DN, but let's remember, Vinny Curry was paid three years, $27 million, and they traded for JPP. I have a hard time thinking they're going to do another offseason asset on a defensive end there. Um, so that's why I go Quentin Nelson, who, come on, like we've talked about. I feel like if Quentin Nelson went second, I'd still be okay with it. Yeah, him. You, you could be. You're right. You're not gonna, it's not going to be wrong. I mean, it's just not sexy. I don't like taking guards at number two because I don't know if they can make a huge and difference I would in the argue, game always. I would argue that interior pass rush is the new way of the NFL, I, I think so maybe you need them. Maybe you do. Uh, all right, now let's go to eight, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Where are you going with the Bears? So we got a lot of the secondary guys still available. Yeah. You've taken away one of the excuse me, one of the pass rushers. The Basto line's gone. You going linebacker, you going secondary here. What are you thinking? Okay, so th- this my secondary thing came to this, right? Because I thought about that. But they just paid Kyle Fuller all that money, they right? They did. Right? So and Kyle Fuller's awesome. They re-signed Prince of Mukamura as well. And the number one predicted uh, guy for this pick is Denzel Ward. Which at makes 70%. sense, right? That's what I figured. And that's where my mind originally thought. But then when you have to do your research so and you what'd look, you do. So okay, I look at that. Then the next place that your mind goes to to is offensive line, right? Right. That's the other place I look to. But you've already given away Quentin Nelson. Right. And, and you're given away Quentin Nelson. And do they really need I don't an know. offensive lineman? People are telling me that, but they're, but, they're they, pretty stacked. Hanasu Garasu, whatever. I can't say his Aronis name. Aronis Garasu. Thank you. Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair. Kyle they still Long. have Kyle Long. Right. Their tackles. Um, I'm blanking out on their names, but hold on. I'm getting there. Um, you know, you have Bobby Massey still. Okay. He was there. And I'm missing our other uh, damn tackle here. Um, well, that would, of course, be Charles Leno Jr. Thank you. So they're not desperate for offensive line. So then where'd you go? I went uh, with linebacker Vic Fangio. He's trying to get his new Patrick Willis, and that's where I go Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds. Right. It's a 3 4 defense. 
monsters you want the new in Brian, the You want a new Brian Urlacher in town? Here you go. Huge linebacker, ultra-athletic, going to be amazing in the pass game and has the size and traits you want for a 3-4 middle linebacker. That's where it makes sense to me. Listen, the guy's a freak of nature. We know that. If there's one negative as we're talking about him out here, it's just... I wish he was a hair more of a sledgehammer as a middle linebacker, right. but he's 19 years old. Like, just turned 19. So It's wild. It is wild, but so he is, he's the guy for I'm me. I'm liking your middle part of the top 10. Six, you're going uh, Marcus Davenport. Eight, you're going Tremaine Edmonds with Quinton Nelson. What's it? These are studs that are getting pushed down That's right. because That's, of the quarterbacks. I, I think so, too. And, uh, yeah, and to me, I just feel like guys like Marcus Davenport always end up going higher every yes. year. And, and Especially I sit there, in a year with a weak pass rush crowd. Right, and I sit there going... Wait, yeah, wait. Leonard why Floyd. didn't why didn't I pick the guy that's six six and runs four five to be a top twenty pick? That so I was like, that's stupid. He's he's a difference maker. He's going to go in the top. So all right. So the 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 most selected guy for the Niners at nine was Tremaine Edmonds, yeah. according to the fans. Number Certainly. two there was Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. So Tremaine's off the board. Right. Davenport's off the board. All the secondary guys are still there for your favorite coach. Excuse me. Our, Our favorite, favorite coach, coach in the Kyle NFL, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Where are you going at number nine? At number nine. Who are you giving to the Niners? Yeah, this was a tough one because there is the whole Reuben Foster situation, right. right? So do you just slide in Roquan? And then I thought about safeties, too. Okay. All right. And like people like that, right? Like I crossed my mind. Like a Minka or a right. Derwin. Are they going to try to find like their Cam Chancellor because they run the Seattle All type the defense, corners right? are available. Yeah, but they have they have good safety play. That, so that's where I was like, I don't think so. I mean, the, the Jaquiski Tarts, the Jimmy Wards, they're still on this football team and they're pretty talented guys. So I had a hard time thinking that. So it did. It came back to linebacker and then maybe a position that most people don't think about, but I I do. And again, I don't know this from my buddy, but uh, where are you going? I know his brain, and I just think I'm going Mike McGlinchey, Notre Dame. Really? Number nine. Yes. Wow. So yeah. you have. So what about Kyle's brain makes you think? Makes you think that Mike McGlinchey is the pick? I think I look at two things. I mean, uh, McGlinchey is the best tackle in the draft. And he's by far the best run-blocking tackle in the draft. He's ultra-athletic. Kyle loves a good run-blocking. Exactly right. I just never... Uh, now, how they fill him in here, I don't. I don't know. We'll figure it out because they do have Trent Brown. But and you've been saying for a few weeks you could see McGlinchey going top ten because of the need and it's tackle. Yes, it's, it's kind of what you just said about Davenport, right? Where we sit back afterwards and go, of course a tackle yeah, gets what overdrafted. Were we thinking? we right. see it every year. Right. Okay, so you so, have Davenport at six, McGlinchey at nine, Edmonds at eight, right? Nelson and McGlinchey, okay. and you also got to think of the 49ers. You have Staley, right? He's coming to the end. It's going to the end. Yes. So McGlinchey's perfect there. You. Put Put him at right tackle for two years. And then, oh, damn, you get your franchise left tackle for the next 10 years after that. Yeah, because I think we need to say also that uh, Trent Brown got rated very highly in some scouting services. Yeah. But I don't know if that sentiment is shared. I, I don't know either. And to me, I just go from this standpoint of I've never seen Kyle have a right tackle that looks like that. And just from what, what does that mean? Well, Trent Brown's gigantic. Oh, you know, he likes more of a mobile, fluid. Yeah, yes. He makes a guy. He wants a guy that's you know like thirty pounds lighter than Trent Brown, who can you know make unbelievable zone block, reach blocks, and you or think whatever. McGlinchey has that. McGlinchey is McGlinchey was one of those guys where I saw in person all year, right? And I knew how good he was doing the Notre Dame stuff. But when I turned on the film, I went, "Damn, he's 
freaking better than I gave him credit for. You know what's interesting about McGlinchey, and I'll say this about Kyle. Yeah. We talk about white space. We talk about the Patriots going on tight ends and fullbacks when people seemingly don't care. The best part about Kyle's offense is it requires an offensive line that other teams aren't interested in. Yeah, a little in. bit, yes. The rest of the NFL wants big, hulking offensive linemen, and Kyle wants you to be undersized, underweight, and fleet of foot. Right. And so he's kind of scouting his own offensive linemen that no one else is competing for. I would say that. That to a degree, you're right. You're and there's right. an advantage to that. There is. He's got a different set of, yeah, a different I have man. a certain set of skills, <laughs> and that's to block for Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> All right, number 10, the Raiders. John Gruden is hulking over Reggie McKenzie's shoulder, and he's poking him, and he's prodding him. He's going, I can get my guy. <laughs> my thought is here. I'm going to guess. Yeah, please do. If I were you, I'm looking at the Vita Veyas. Right. I'm looking at Roquan, obviously. All right. So but let's just start with the Vita Veyas. Good thought, right? And I thought that, too. Just because they've been getting run on for years. I know. But they got, like, they still have Justin Ellis in there, right? So he's a gigantic. And they just re-signed him. So he's there. They have guys like Darius Latham, Eddie Vanderhoos, uh, who played well last year. Him a lot, yeah. I, um, I'm missing. Jihad Ward still on So then the- I'm also thinking so, corner makes sense because right, right now it's Gary and Conley. And I don't know. Reggie Nelson's 35 and ain't got it. So safety is available too. But they got just... Obi Mellon Fonwu and they got the first round pick from West Virginia at safeties. Those are things that I. Carl Joseph. Carl Joseph, right. Yeah. And then, and look, I know Gruden's kind of wanting his offensive guys. So, man, a lot of pieces. A lot but of pieces. I'm going to say Roquan Smith because it's Roquan Smith. I, I think you're exactly Is that right. who you picked? Yes. Okay. Yep. I think that's the way to go here. I mean, Roquan in a Raiders jersey is dynamic. It, it, it is. And again, Let's just think Paul Gunther, right? He just came from Avantes Perfect. This guy, Roquan Smith, is a more explosive Vontez Perfect. Maybe not as loose in the hips and the coverage. Like, if I have one negative about Roquan Smith is he's very tight in the hips. Like, pass coverage, one-on-one versus a back out of the backfield mm. is going to be a little bit of an issue, at least in my evaluation for him. But everything else is going to be top-notch. He's a fantastic. Great legs. I mean, some of the best legs and ass in the draft. All right, so let me recap your yeah. top ten. Number one, Browns go Josh Allen. The Giants go Saquon Barkley. The Jets go Josh Rosen. The Browns come back and go Bradley Chubb, and the Broncos make a trade with the Bills, and they select Baker Mayfield. Right. And I, uh, part of my reason, again, this would be the only trade, and I really didn't want to do a trade, but I felt like this one was so obvious, and it's about the quarterback and all that. And the re- another reason I did this trade was the Dolphins. I am worried if I'm the Bills about the Dolphins liking Baker Mayfield. Right, so you need to get up in front of him. So there you go. No, perfect. Uh, Colts at six, shocking the world with Marcus Davenport. Seven, the Bucks finally getting some protection for Jameis Winston right. with Quentin Nelson. The Bears come back and get Tremaine Edmonds as their new Erlacher. The Niners at nine, maybe a little bit of a reach, but if he's the best tackle in the draft, Mike McGlinchey's the guy. And then the Raiders at ten go Roquan Smith. That means Means Sam Darnold is not in the top five, not in the top ten. Yeah, and he's fallen a little bit. I'm trying to think. What are the other fallers? Denzel Ward is a faller. We haven't said Minka Fitzpatrick. I haven't said yet. Minka Fitzpatrick, but Sam Darnold, I think, is the one where if he got out of the top ten, I think a lot of people would be shocked. I, I mean, yeah. I but mean, this is Chris Sims GM. This is Chris Sims GM. I, listen, we don't he, hold no punches. Well, he's not getting out of the top ten, so I'm going to be wrong on this. And that's okay. I'm just telling that's you, a, we're not trying right. to guess. We're trying to tell you what you would do. Yes, exactly okay. right. 
Rosé's kicking in. Good. Number 11. Number the 11. Miami Dolphins come up to the board. Sam Darnold's there. Vita Vea's there. A lot of secondary guys are there, and they're always seemingly drafting secondary guys. Uh, who did you have the Dolphins taking for Adam Gates? You said his name. Vita Vea. Yeah. Really? Man, just let go of Dominican Sue. And this guy's, <laughs> this guy's a freak. It's the ugliest body going to be drafted in the first round, but it's unbelievable. We didn't really get a chance to talk about Vita yes. Vea. What did you see about this guy? I mean, I re- the, literally the first thing I wrote was ugliest body in the draft. I mean, it's pitiful. It's a big, similar legs to Andrus Pete. I mean, it's no, it's worse than like it's not that big and powerful looking. It's, and you're not worried about one bad offseason. Well, I mean, there's certainly I said the only negative in this kid's game is yes, like five years from now when he has a if he has a bad offseason, does he go from three forty eight to three seventy eight? Right, that. Would be my so biggest what is worry. a bad body, Mister Studier of Bodies? It means lack of like, like thick, Shape? strong looking legs. Right, no hamstring, no quad definition. He had really no ass, and then he had like a huge belly and tire around so him. So then, how are you? Because when he just throws everybody that tries to block him off of him and, like, shoulders people and they fall down and he makes people miss with his speed and his quickness and he's disruptive, it's one of the most unbelievable things to watch in this draft. Better body, him or Danny Shelton? I think Danny Shelton's body is a hair better. Better prospect in the draft. Vita Via. Oh, that that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Via, Via is like, he can be the mosh pit guy that Shelton is, like to make things a mess. But Via can truly be disruptive. Like, shoot the gap mm. and he can get through. And like we always talk about the stat for fucking the play up. Yeah. He can be that guy a lot. It's, it's impressive watch, man. And you got to think, too. He fits with what they want to do down there. That defensive coaching staff has a lot of Cincinnati ties. Cincinnati had Domata Pecco all those years. Yeah. This guy could be that, where he's your shade nose tackle and your sometimes three technique. Man, so uh, so Darnold's still on the board. I know. After Don- after yeah. the Dolphins. I hope right. he doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> he's on it. Uh, sorry, Sam. Sorry, sorry, uh, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Uh, no, just kidding, but not really. Uh, Buffalo Bills have traded the 12th in yours to the Denver Broncos. So yeah. now that's the first pick for the Broncos. Yep. They can get Sam Darnold at 12th. They could, Where but they're go? not. Where are you going to go? I- I'm going to give them Denzel Ward. So they're getting the quarterback that you said last week they really liked at 5. Yes. They get him at 12. Right. And he's the first corner off the board. He's the first corner off the board. And not my favorite corner. So I, I know that. I was going to say, what I are you know. doing making him the first it's one okay. off the board? It's okay. So I, I'm, again, I'm trying to be the GM. And I think to me, when I just look at it, and I was like, you know what? Let me be serious here. He's maybe the safest corner. Okay? Gotcha. So that's where I went. You, you've always said he's always in the area. Right. He's just not always making a play. Exactly. But if you're always in the area, that's an amazing it, it is an amazing skill set, right? Okay. So there's a lot to like there for a team that's kind of really like in win mode now. Where I thought like, okay, yeah, I don't like this kid as much as maybe Mike Hughes or Jr. Jr. Alexander, but they're not maybe as professional and as polished as he is either. And you so see that in him. I do see that Plus, in him. Plus, Roby and him will have the Ohio State connection. Right, and I think he has more of a future in the nickel combination at some point, where he is going to be their future Chris Harris Jr., which I think they value greatly out there. Yeah. So, to me, that's where it made sense. And it's the Broncos. The Broncos, I still think, are a team, and if I'm John Elway, I'm going... 
we can be in the mix of things again here this year. I know we weren't in the playoffs last year, yeah. but if Case, quarterback play was so bad. Right, if Case Keenum just plays a little above average, I do think they're a team that's going to be yeah. in the mix. I think if I were to rate the most frustrated NFL players in the league last year, it would be uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I thought about receiver. It, just, just watching those guys and not even able to get the ball to them was yes. so frustrating. Yes. 13 is Washington. Yeah. And you could go in so many ways here. What so was many your ways. thought process? My thought process here at first was like, okay, do we want to go defensive, interior defensive line, right? That's where I kind of went right off the bat. And the most predicted player is Vita Vea. So it, apparently fans were thinking the same thing too. R- right. So I, I did think about that. That was certainly part of it. But I still think my evaluation from the end of the season is still the number one concern. To me, the Washington Redskins are in need of talented secondary players. Mm. They have Josh Norman, okay, and they really don't have anything else. I mean, nothing proven. I love Fabian Moreau, who they drafted, yes. I think, in the third round. He was a first-round talent that tore his pectoral right. Right, in the process, so he didn't really get to play. And then, of course, they traded their other corner this year to the Kansas City Chiefs, Kyle Fuller. Yes. Was that Kyle Kendall. or Kendall? Right. So are you going corner or safety? I'm going the jackknife of all secondaries. And that's Minka Fitzpatrick. Ooh. Minka Fitzpatrick. I don't know if I can handle him in Washington, Gabe. So, Minka Giants Fitzpatrick. Fans and Eagles fans don't like that. You know, I mean, this that is a team that kid. needs somebody that can help their secondary. I Sua think Cravens just Sua quit on their team. Yeah. Right. This guy is way better than Sua Cravens and a way more explosive athletic. The knock on, on this kid right here is we didn't get to see him just be great at one position. No, you got to see him be like great at two positions and really good at a third. Yeah. And to me, he's without a doubt. He is going to be in the conversation if you play him at free safety. At the very worst, he's going to be one of the three or four best free safeties in the sport from day one. And Minuski can use him yes. perfectly. He's going to be he's great down in the nickel in the nickel extra guy in the box. He's going to be able to cover slot receivers, tight ends. But they need a surefire. We need some depth and all around play in our secondary, and he is like made for it. Uh, 11, Miami Dolphins went Vita Vea. Number 12 was the Denver Broncos went Denzel Ward. Yes. 13, Washington, they go Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. And I just want you to know what you're creating. Right. In the green room right now, there's a camera on Chris oh. and Sam Darnold. And they are sitting there and they're going, what is happening? You're lying. No, I'm, that's, no, I'm oh. not saying that's not oh. right now. <laughs> No, you I'm saying me. like I'm saying like if this was I in thought drill. they were in our green room. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you guys like messing with me? But there's part of me that it's funny to talk about this with the Green Bay Packers on the clock at 14. What if during this contract negotiation with Aaron Rodgers, they do an Aaron Rodgers to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers with Sam Darnold? Is that what you predicted? Absolutely not. Okay, who are you going with the Green Bay Packers at 14? I am going. By the way, the uh, fan selection was Mike Hughes with 52% of the pick at 14. Are you serious? Yeah. They picked him. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really you surprised. You think you're that. kind of higher on Mike Hughes than most people? I definitely did think I was higher on Mike Hughes than most people, but I have them picking Mike Hughes. Hey! I do. You and the fans. You're a man of the people. I am a man of the people. I love Mike Hughes. I mean, he was really my favorite corner in the draft. I was going to say, I yeah. thought you were going to put him on the Broncos. Yeah, I, 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 I just didn't because of what I told you. I just felt like they needed a guy that they could depend on right now, right away, and that's why I went with Denzel Ward. But Mike Hughes, if it went flipped around whatever way, I really like Mike Hughes. I think he is – this is the way I thought about it. 
I thought, okay, I looked at their roster. I understand. Like, I don't think offensive line. I thought maybe receiver. I said, oh, they could go a receiver. Um, defensive line, thought about it a little bit, but they got a lot of, they got more defensive linemen up there than you think. Yeah. And I thought, man, it's Mike Pettin. And Mike Pettin, when he was with the Jets, man, he had Darrell Revis. So he could have one guy on an island and he could do a bunch of creative stuff and with his other guys. you think Hughes is the best? I think the Mike, only, the, really. I think he's the best shutdown man-to-man corner in the draft. I do. Uh, where you just get in your face. That'd and be, be a great pick for them. It, it would be. And I don't think they really have a corner like that. I know they got the kid King last year. Right, Kevin uh, King. Kevin King. You know, he's a taller, longer type guy. I don't think you're going to be able to live with him on an island all game long. They needed this part of their team. And they're in Green Bay. And last time I checked, the NFC North's got pretty good quarterbacks now. It's called Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Stafford. And you need some people to cover some people. I forgot about Kirk Cousins. Yeah. It, it's, it just hit you me. Gotta, you got to worry about that. Uh, all right. So next up is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, in Chris Sims's mock draft, is sitting there with Sam Darnold. Southern Cal is so close to Arizona. Oh, man. Lamar Jackson, who... Uh, Bruce Arians is coming out whenever anyone gives him a microphone and saying they should draft Lamar Jackson to team up with David Johnson. Uh, the vote online is Calvin Ridley. Ooh. I guess people saw John Brown, Jerron Brown depart, and they said they need a wide receiver, and Larry Fitzgerald's getting old. Yes. What are you going with for the Cardinals at 15? Um, that is a... I'm pulling up their roster, sorry. Um, but... What is your pick? My pick is... At 15. Lamar Jackson. Wow. And Lamar Jackson's wow. my my number four quarterback on my board, right? As you so know. So it's funny. I was telling people this week that I, I want my bold prediction to be that Lamar Jackson will not be the fifth quarterback taken. He'll be the fourth, and a quarterback will fall underneath him. Right. I did not think in the draft it would be Sam Darnold, but in your mock— and my mock, yeah. so you've some have come true I've here. It. So know, Lamar to Arizona, I did. that war room must be going nuts. I mean, listen, the receiver thing certainly possibility. Thought about that, yes. Um, you know, thought about D line a little bit. Uh, was kind of all over. Even like thought, oh, okay, maybe could they use another corner in the mix there? But then I thought, no, this is a guy that came from Carolina. They don't value like man-to-man mm. cover corners like that. I no. don't think that's it. So it's a more zone base. Yeah. For so for me, what it came down to more than anything is. First of all, it's the Lamar Jackson. I think is fantastic. I mean, he's got the highest ceiling in the draft. It's an Arizona Cardinals uh, team. That's it's a small city. It's a small. You know, what am I trying to say? Media market. Media market. Lamar Jackson to me, exactly right, would be just the absolute guy for that type of city for the team, the organization, the fans all to go. Look at this guy, this bright shiny object we got on our football team, and it's just going to give them incredible. Buzz, and I think he's got an incredibly high ceiling, and it's the perfect situation because they got quarterbacks there, but they don't need them in yes. there right right now. And you know, the last team that drafted a quarterback that had Sam Bradford slotted as starter, Carson Wentz, Carson the Philadelphia Wentz. Eagles. That's crazy. Same, why would they draft him? They just paid Sam Bradford twenty million dollars. Well, yeah, because he got to camp, and they went, "Oh crap, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz." Yeah, yeah. So you're at Lamar. I'm going it. Lamar. I mean, the receiver thing. Listen. I understand that. That's the one where we could talk about it, yeah. right? You know, but you don't. You're not high on those guys. I'm not necessarily high on them. They have good tight ends. They have David Johnson coming back, yes. and the receiving core is not horrible. And there is a lot of receivers to pick from in the second and third round. So that right. has to go into these decisions. All right, sixteen is the Baltimore Ravens. 
Sam Darnold just leaned in and said Baltimore randomly called him recently and said, just want to make sure your number's right. Ooh. That was that was actually that actually happened. <laughs> are they going Sam Darnold? They are not going. Wow. All right. So uh, Mike McGlinchey was number one for the uh, fans. Connor Williams is down here at, at the third pick. Are they going tackle? Who are you picking for the Ravens? I, I'm not going offensive line for the Baltimore Ravens. The, the Baltimore Ravens offensive line is fine. Ronnie Stanley and all those boys. Ronnie Stanley, Ricky Wagner. I mean, um, Emmanuel, uh, Jermaine Illuminor, Alex Lewis, Marshall Yonda. I mean, this is one of the better offensive lines in football when it's healthy. So I yeah, just people don't forget that these offensive lines were get hurt. hurt. Yeah, they yeah. were hurt last like, year. I saw Peter King in his article was talking about the Chargers' offensive line was beat up, and I could see them going out. And I was like, "You're out of your mind." No, I like, don't. Yeah, think, they yeah. were beat up, and they're all coming back. Right. All right. right. So where are you going with those? Uh, to me, it was Ravens. The, I thought about wide receiver. Right. I thought about tight end. And they just got Willie Sneed. Right. They just got Willie Sneed. I thought about tight end. Max Williams. And. I just said, you know what? No. They need a difference maker on the front seven. They need a new Terrell Suggs, and that's where I'm going Harold Landry. Harold Landry, Harold man, Landry. That would be awesome. Yeah, he is the guy that I look at that, first of all, could be the, the next Terrell Suggs. I mean, he really could be. Um, but phenomenal football player. Really the most natural pass rusher in the draft. Coming off the edge, great bend, great get off. Uh, I liked all those things about him. And he's just a badass, and he seems like a Baltimore guy. I think that fits. The Ravens are that team that when you look at their roster, you go, how the hell did they not do more last yeah, year? I know. Next year, I mean, the fact that their wide receiving core is going to be Willie Sneed, Michael Crabtree, and John Brown. They got Brashad Perriman stashed away somewhere. Right. Their O-line is deep. They need another running back, I think, to balance out with Alex Collins and Javorius Allen and yes. all those guys. But their defense... Brandon Carr, Jimmy Smith, Marlon Humphrey, Tony Jefferson, and Eric Weddle at safety. That's what I mean. I couldn't go. Sa- I wasn't going to go corner. No way. They took a first round corner last year. And they just, they're, they're really good at picking like Carl Davis in the third, Chris Wormley in the third, right. Brent Urban in the fourth. Right. They're gr- Brandon Kafusi at the third. Exactly. They're great at drafting those guys later on. Right. But Terrell Suggs, first. Mosley first. They like that position right. early and on. What so yours, what you saying. know what I mean? Just to me, that makes too much sense. And and I'll say this: this is inside info, right? Oh. I talk. This is like I just remember this conversation I had with John Harbaugh last year, and he just said, "Yeah, we need to get a little younger on the edge of our defense. Got to get a little more athletic oh, over that. there." Yeah, and I just that stuck with me when I came up to this pick. I was like, "Man, I love Harold Landry for the Baltimore Ravens," and then I thought about what he said to me, and I was like, "Yeah, I think this is the time to do it." And Chris Sims has a mind like a bear trap. All right, now we are down at the Chargers at seventeen. Oh, Sam Donald's coming to town. That's it. He's coming to town. San Diego, Sam Darnold's Los Except Angeles, in Los Angeles. And if you're trying to take over the fanfare of Los Angeles, wow. And first of all, this is where I think people are missing on Sam Darnold. Okay. By the way, Sam Darnold told me that the Chargers asked for his phone number too. G- good. They should. They should. Breaking news. <laughs> but. <laughs> This is where I think people miss out. Sam Darnold, again, I've been saying this the whole time. He's a top 20 pick, definitely. He's not a slam dunk number one or number Joe two Flacco pick in my went eyes. 17-2. So, yeah, just not a slam dunk number one or number two in my eyes. That's all I would say. And I think where people miss out, too, is, you know, these are the things that, I mean, he's still raw. That's where, like, that doesn't say number one or number two pick to me either. Flacco was 18, my bad. Okay, either way, you were close enough. But, you know, again, the Sam Darnold, he certainly has a skill set where he can be extremely successful. But I'll just say this. He's, of course, very young. 
um, from everybody I've talked to in the football world, they say he is the least, he is the farthest behind on football knowledge, right? Oh, really? Out of the five, yeah, he's the farthest behind. And so he's the most raw from that standpoint. He, we, he talked about his feet being a little raw, his decision making being a hair raw, the turnovers, all of those things added into it. That's why I just go, I don't understand the number one. He's definite top 20, like I said, all which of is those amazing. things. Which yeah. is amazing, right. And he can be a superstar, and I might be wrong. He might be the number one guy. Maybe I'm wrong. You just at right now don't see the value of taking him in the top five. I don't. I don't understand that. Uh, yes, I do not. I do mm. not. To me, he is perfect for this situation. Go behind Phillip Rivers, learn the offense a little, right. fix some of those mechanical things you have, and they're going to unleash him, and Southern Cal's going to back him, and it's going to be the perfect move two or three years from now. Now's the time to bring him back in. Sam Darnold and the family, get in here. <laughs> They're going to bring their laser point guns in here. <laughs> uh, what's funny is I was talking to someone there, and they said, the Chargers can make a run at a Super Bowl. Why would they take a quarterback now? Right. And I said, because you're being short-sighted. You're looking at, you think they need a piece right now. Yeah. I'm telling you that they can make that run without a draft pick. Yeah. What you need to realize is when they make the switch to a rookie quarterback, you get a five-year window, if he's a first-round pick, right. that you get to spend your money everywhere else. Yeah. So imagine the Chargers right now with not all that money going to Phillip Rivers. Right. You could get more running backs and wide receivers and defensive linemen. You do it for the window. And Philip is nearing the end. Yes. He is. Right. He's still a baller. Right. He's still hilarious. He's still going to curse people out in his own weird words. Yeah. But, uh, man, Sam Darnold the 17. So, here he is. Sam Darnold at 17. Listen, the Chargers, they certainly could use maybe a D-tackle. I thought about there. Maybe a free safety, certainly. But Sam Darnold was on the board. Yeah, defensive and defensive tackles makes, where I thought. Just they, big people in the middle. Yes. It was just... It, I don't know. Again, I'm just telling you this is what I would do, and this is how it shook out. And I truly – I mean, I did this for two days. I mean, it's, oh, he's been just <laughs> – I've been truly sitting there going like, man, okay, I'm the GM of this team. Me and Fendrick were in the green room with you earlier, and you yeah. didn't notice, but you were sitting there, and you were like rubbing your eye, and you're like holding your head, and Fendrick leans in and goes, he's like really stressed right now. I, I was like, it's a stressful time. <laughs> I, well, yeah, and, and I don't – I was well. That you guys are catching because I was thinking about not putting that trade in this draft, right? Because it was kind of bothering me yeah. a little bit. Because I don't want to be that guy, but this one was so obvious. I just thought, okay, let me do it. But yeah, so whatever. All right, okay. so the <laughs> whatever the Seahawks are standing pat at eighteen. Yeah, where are they going? The Seahawks offensive line. I thought about offensive line. There's a few more players on their roster at the position than you think, right? No, man. Yep. Uh, pull so, on. Who'd you pick? Okay. Hold on. Let me tell you who the fans pick. The fans are saying right now the number one is Derwin James. That's right. He's still available for you. Number two, the fans pick Will Hernandez, the guard out of Texas El Paso. So they're both available in your mock. I, I thought about giving both of them to them. I certainly did. But instead, but let me Chris just say said, this. Okay? okay. First of all, they. Got got Justin Britz, their center. They drafted the Ethan Pachik kid last year, right? Okay. So he's on their roster. Okay. But Uh, I'm not putting too much into DJ Fluker or Reese Adiambo. No. I know. Jermaine Jermaine really didn't sell me a lot last Uh, year. I I hear you. It's not the prettiest group in the world, but at some point, they got to start making some of these assets work. I mean, Dwayne Braddock is still there. Willie Beavers is still there. George Fant, their starting left tackle, is still there. Yeah, but I'm not going to let you sit here after talking about George Fant 
Durant being a basketball player yeah. and then make it an argument like he's there for death. Well, okay, but you, but he was still a starting left tackle, nor was he – I know he wasn't great, but when he got hurt, he was getting better. We were, we were saying that too. Yes, right. we made fun of him. So my bottom line is I didn't go <laughs> offensive line. I went with Derwin James. Derwin James. I mean, they need a new Cam Chancellor. Do we even know if Cam Chancellor can play football this year yet? Has that been said? It's right? not been confirmed. Right. No. That would worry me. That's kind of a fall there, too. Derwin James falling to 18 is a seemingly like a big fall. I, it, it does. It does. For me, I, I, Derwin James, yes, it sounds like yeah, it's we're a We're going to have him on the podcast on Wednesday. Very real possibility he goes in the top 12. because I've heard everything from 7 to the Bucks, yeah. even the 6 to the Colts, to around this range, 8 into the early 20s. Yeah. So he'll be a guy to watch on Draft yeah, I mean, sure. even the Redskins who we talked about, and I had them take for Minka. Sure. Like that would certainly be in their it conversation on what as well. Your preferences, and I'm sure there's teams in the NFL deciding between those two guys. No doubt about it. I, I really like Derwin James. I love the attitude in which he plays. He's like a day on Buchanan to me, more like that way. He's an in the box type safety. Mm. You don't want him in space or covering people. If there's one weakness to his football game, it is short area quickness. Like. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be great at that, but as far as running straight ahead and playing with attitude and physicality, man, Derwin James is like he's a better version of Cam Chancellor when he was coming out. Wow. All right, so uh, America's former team, Dallas Cowboys, taking it at 19. You going Calvin Ridley here? <laughs> nope. Ooh, you going DJ Moore here? Yes, I am. All right, I knew they, they have to go wide receiver. I, I mean, do they or could they have gotten linebacker? That was the, so I became between. So him who, or, were, yeah, who were you deciding? Him between? and Rashawn Evans. It was one of the two mm. because they did lose Anthony Hitchens. And are you really going to gamble the farm on Sean Lee and you know one, my one-legged on Willie? Uh, uh, oh, I can't call him uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen, you Sorry, can call, no, no, because I'm not worried about them. <laughs> I didn't I'm mean that's hilarious. Yes. Uh, I look at the Cowboys, and I believe that Sean Lee gets hurt every other year. Yeah. So I think that Sean Lee will get hurt probably this year. Uh, I don't want that to happen. I like Sean Lee. So you went between Evans and DJ Moore, your top wide receiver. Yeah. And you picked Moore because you looked at their wide receiver core and went, wow, this is bad. I Exactly right. I just said, I mean, really? I mean, can we do this? You can't go out there with that no. group. And then their offensive system is not the most creative in the world. Anyways, they like to use just simple mechanics of basically going. And is that why you like more than more, more than Ridley? Because Moore can create on his own and, and Ridley. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. I mean, yes, that's exactly it. I mean, Moore, Moore is the kind of guy that teams, when they play the Dallas Cowboys, you're going to go, damn, are we really going to put the extra guy in the box and leave him one-on-one with Moore? Damn, I don't know if we can do that. It's it's Now, as an Eagles fan, I'm realizing that the Giants might have Saquon and Odell, and if the Cowboys have Moore, yeah. and you've spoken this highly of him, right. and Zeke, it's matchup nightmares. Oh, yeah. More, more, is, more can be spent. With, with Dak's ability to run. Yeah, right. And Moore can do like Percy Harvin stuff, too, where he lines up in the backfield and plays tailback in college. Like, yeah, he is. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. You know that. I've said that from the start. He is certainly one of the He's the best receiver in the draft with the ball in his hand, and even though he's only like six foot, maybe he's six one, I don't even have the measurables in front of me. Either way, he's a phenomenal 50-50 ball catcher. That's scary. It's so it, to me, it just made too much sense. We are now at pick 20. Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions with Bob Quinn as their GM. Yep. Uh, depth on the D-line, 
linebacker. Uh, I think their O-line is better than some people think. I they've, do too. they've needed a running back now for years, but I don't know if there's a guy worthy of this pick, and they need to replace Eric Ebron. Uh, so where are you going right now with Detroit? They were they were one of the more intriguing teams here. They have a I, lot of possibilities A lot here. of possibilities. You're I exactly like right. some of the linebackers they signed in free agency. Yep. So where are you going? You going D-line? Well, I mean, it came down to cornerback, running back, tight end, and D-tackle. You hit on them. I think you were exactly right. This, this is basically what it came down to me. The but, fans are picking Deron Payne out of Alabama. Oh, I, I thought about that, certainly. That was certainly went through my head. But let me look there. There's a little more size and big people on this defensive line than I think uh, everybody realizes. They'd signed a Sylvester Williams. They got Akeem Spence. They got Sean Robinson. And they got a lot of guys that are 6'2 and 6'3 that are 295, 300 pounds. The Anthony Zettles. And Kerry Hyder will come back Kerry, Exactly right. So I looked at that and just said, man... I don't know if I see that here. Now, then my my mind did go bad. Would they go Sony Michelle here? Maybe something like that. Get a running back. But this is Bob Quinn in New England. They're, They're not doing that. Yeah, right. They're not doing that. So then I went tight end. And I thought, man, tight end could be a possibility. This is New England. They believe right. in that. But, but they then, just signed Luke Wilson. Right. But and I don't know if he's, yeah. Toy Lolo's there. But the big thing that came down to me is, who's the new head coach? Patricia. And the man needs corners. Exactly. So who'd you go with? Jair Alexander. It's a great pick. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's a great pick for that. <laughs> I mean, you were sitting here like this is real. It feels good. It does. It feels good. Yeah. I just, yeah. They're a team. And he could be a punt kick return option. Exactly. And yeah. how many times are you, like, we're always talking about, man, like the they need another playmaker in the back end. It's just Darius Slay who we talk about. I understand that there's other yeah. good players, but they need a true difference maker. Matt Patricia loves to play man-to-man. Yes. Now he has this guy he can put on an island yeah, with Darius Slay. I'm not trusting Deshaun Shedd who they sign or Nevin Lawson. I think if you have Darius Slay and Jair Alexander and Glover Quinn took that step up this year, yeah. you, suddenly a good have, player, yeah. you suddenly have three or four really good defensive backs and you're playing Aaron Rodgers and you're playing Kirk Cousins and you're playing Mark Exactly. exactly. All right, so that is 11 through 20. Yep. Uh, so you guys have heard the top 10 already. If not, hit or rewind. 11, Vita Vea to the Dolphins. Uh, the Broncos having traded with the Bills at 12, take Denzel Ward. Good, good value there. Washington gets Minka Fitzpatrick at 13. The Packers get Mike Hughes at 14. The Cardinals shock the world and go Lamar Jackson. The Ravens get their new Terrell Suggs and Harold Landry. The Chargers, Sam Darnold at 17. If it happens, you're a genius. <laughs> it's not Seahawks gonna. at 18 uh, get Derwin James, their new chancellor. Uh, Cowboys go DJ Moore as their new Des Bryant. And the Lions go Jair Alexander at 20. So who are the big guys that you haven't taken yet? I'm trying to think. Well, there's a lot here. I mean, really, none of the other offensive linemen have gone. There's no Calvin Ridley, right? right. There's no Deron Payne. Arvor Sean Evans, we talked about it. Linebacker. You know, he's still there. The well, tight end, see. Hayden Hurst, is still there. I was going to say the number one fan pick for the Bengals at 21 is Rashawn Evans. Right. And because I feel like the Bengals have needed linebackers now for the last five years. I feel like every draft, it's like they could use a linebacker. But yeah. now with Vontez, seemingly, who knows? Right. Suspended for four games. Right. Um, they did sign Preston Brown, right? As a linebacker this offseason, and they free did agency. trade for Cordy Glenn with the the Bills. Yes, so they got the tackle, and at some point again, I just look at it and go, "Damn!" Like you know, I thought about offensive line, but 
you know, at some point you just got to let the guys you drafted, like these guys, like, uh, you know, the chip, what, what's his name from uh, Oregon? Um, I'm blanking. Fisher, right? Jake Fisher. Jake Fisher. Oh, Cedric Obwehi. Right. Like, they're going to, they got to play. They, they can't abandon ship on first and second round picks three years after. So to yeah. me, I just can't imagine them going O line again here. To me, the biggest thing they have an issue with is they need big people. And that's where Deron Payne comes in. Mm. They have no more Domata Pecco. No. They were the it's 30th- Andrew Billings and Geno Atkins right now at the right. starting tackles. It's not big enough. No. They did sign Chris Baker, right. but he, he's not that he's, big either. He's like, you want him to be like a, yeah, a rotational yes. guy. You don't want him being your star. There's All a right. reason he's been on the Redskins and the Bucks. And you and like Payne. I like Payne a lot. I mean, so they're missing their Domata Pecco, right? This is the 30th ranked run defense in football last year. I mean, everybody ran the ball down the throat of the Bengals. Yes. Payne is like, you know, Geno Atkins getting up there in age, and Payne is like a guy who he can, he's strong enough to be that shade nose tackle to where you go, just take on double teams. How does he compare to Ashawn Robinson? He's, I, he, I think he's a better player than Ashawn Robinson wow. coming out. Yeah. Wow. I was really impressed. You, you know, do you remember who my pro player comparison was for uh, Deron Payne? No. Kawan Short. Oh. I really Panthers. thought he's got a big time. Now Bills. No, no Kawan's still the Panthers. Yeah. 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 Um, the Bills got Starlo to Lele. From the Panthers, right, right, right. but yeah, so the Deron Payne right there. All right, so is this the Broncos pick at twenty two? It is the Broncos. So pick. you're giving twenty two and twelve. I to know. The I thought Broncos. about being cute and being like, "Oh, I'll give them pick twelve and next year's second and third. And I was like, "Whatever." Well, I'm just gonna give them. I'm not Johnny fucking draft man. So over the Broncos here. trade down from five. They get Denzel Ward at twelve, yeah. and then where do they go at twenty two? Yeah, a few things I looked at. I mean, I looked at the receiver a little bit. Uh, you know, I mean. Marius getting up there and yeah. Demanuel, they're built in you know eight years in the NFL. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I had to go O line. To me, there's still question marks on that O line. I know they got Garrett Bowles at left tackle, but you got guys like Ronald Leary, who's a good player, but good player. in and out of the lineup, yes. been hurt a lot, didn't play as great last year. You know, you got Metalik Watson at right tackle, who has been hurt in and out of lineup his whole career. So if I'm a John Elway, I just can't sit there and go, ooh, yeah, I'm content with this offensive line. They're going to be fine. I'm going with my big man, Will Hernandez. Is it Will? Yeah. Yes. Yes. From UTEP. UTEP. You like him? Yes. Oh, geez. That He's was deep. good. I mean, I won't be shocked if he went somewhere between 10 and 20 before this. He is... Especially because we talk about how hard it is to find good offensive linemen. Yes. That when they come around, I can understand if they're overdrafted. Yeah, I, I, I totally can. Added to the fact, like you made it, the great point before it, interior off, defense alignment have become so popular. And offensive linemen are so hard to find coming out of college right now. Especially think about that division. Yeah. You're facing Khalil Mack, right. Von Miller, and the Bosa and Ingram, yeah, bad boys. Right. You need offensive linemen for whatever quarterback's going back there. And you know what? So if what's a better duo? The Browns leaving, and this is kind of self-explanatory, but Josh Allen and Bradley Chubb, or the Broncos trading down and getting Denzel Ward and Will Hernandez. Yeah, that's, I know. A, that's a pretty good pull. It's a really good pull because Hernandez is really impressive. And you were saying, too, that if the Broncos didn't make the trade with the Bills, you could see them just staying pat and taking Quentin Nelson at five. I do, yes. If so I to didn't get do that. another good guard at 22 is pretty good. Right, it is. And, and this guy is, I mean, again, for his size, this guy, he's 6'4", Okay, and he's 346 pounds. 
Wow. I mean, I didn't realize he was that big until I started watching. And I just three forty six, three forty eight. Yeah, and he carries it well. Really carries it well. He doesn't have the greatest legs that I always like. He's a hair top heavy, but man, the film exp- it speaks for itself. Just for my brain, yeah. How much better is Quentin Nelson than Will Hernandez? <sighs> it's not. It's not. What do we got it as? You have it as fifteen picks. It's not fifteen picks better. Wow. No, it's it's. I think after I got done. I said, I mean, Quentin Nelson's definitely the best guard in the draft, but this guy wasn't that far behind. So he's behind. your number two. He's definitely my number okay. two. He's a really impressive football player and more athletic than his combine drills showed, too. And you get to see him against big-time competition. Now, I could talk about Will Hernandez going to the Broncos at 22 for a long time, but yeah. I need to tell you, yeah. the Patriots are on the clock. Oh, the Patriots. The fans are picking Colton Miller, tackle from UCLA. Yeah. Who's Chris Sims picking? Well, that it, it certainly fits, and I thought about that. Yes, Rashawn Evans is still on the board. Rashawn Evans is on the board. Is that who you went with? Now the Patriots, though, they have still just a ton of linebackers. So I just could, I just when I sat there and watched them, you pulling up their roster, yeah. I just thought, man, I don't know if I could see them quite doing this. And this is the thing I came back to, Lefko. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think. If I'm running the Patriots and this is the style of play we play, who's their other corner right now? Mm. Their corners right now are Jason McCourty and Stephon Gilmore. And then Eric Rowe and Jonathan Jones. So which corners were left? You're not going Josh Jackson, I know that. No, I'm going with one of my other favorites, Carlton Davis from Auburn. And you think he'd fit that system well? I do. I mean, uh, Carlton Davis is one of the least talked about guys. He's a definite first-rounder for me. I think he's going to be the name that's going to shock a lot of people when it comes up. Because you're going to be like, yes, good pick. And everyone else will be like, what? Who? Yeah, what? We took the best tall corner in the draft who ran 4-5 and covered every receiver in the SEC man-to-man and shut them down? Oh, how dare we? Yeah, he's one of these guys, for whatever reason, flying under the radar because there are some sexy names, I guess, in the at that position. But, man... The film speaks for itself. You talk about in-your-face, man-to-man type corner, unbelievably long arms, and for a tall guy, too, his short area quickness, ability to change direction, mm. whatever way you want to phrase it, is top-notch. 6-1-2-0-6, ran 4-5-3. He plays faster than 4-5-3 on film to me. Um, he's better than Artie Burns was coming out. He is a really, really good football player. Like, I will not be shocked in five years if people go Carlton Davis is the best dra- corner in this draft or maybe the best corner in football. He is that kind of player and I will not be shocked. I love it. Alright, so number 24. So Calvin Ridley's still out there. Josh Jackson's still out there. Rashad Evans is still out there. number of other big names were Carolina yeah. at 24. Where are you going? Yeah, I mean, I thought about O-line or corner. Those were the two things I thought about. Now, I'm not sure if there's quite a corner on there that really fits it at this point in the draft right now. O-line, you know, I know they lost Andrew Norwell. They have people on their O-line. I don't think they're decimated there. I don't look at them and go, oh, if they don't get an O-line in the first round, they're screwed. To me, I look at them more and go, damn, if they don't get somebody else for, for my man to throw the football to, they're screwed. And that's where I'm going with Calvin Ridley. That's a pretty good pick for them. It just is, a solid wide receiver. And he's not my second favorite receiver or my third, but that's exactly why I'm doing it. He's just, not your second or third. I don't think he is, no. I think I had uh, Moore and DJ Chark ahead of him. Wow. Right? But to me, again, almost like the Denzel Ward to Denver here, 
I got to take a guy that I know can come in and play and be smart and just be dependable right now. And Ridley is the most polished NFL ready. Uh, his necessarily ex- explosiveness and what he does with the ball in his hand does not excite me as much as some of these other receivers in the draft, but he's going to be able to do it all. They can't do a big receiver like Cam Sutton. We've already Calvin. They already have Devin Funches. So if they do the big receiver again thing, I don't even know what to say. Curtis Samuel's okay. I hope with Gettleman gone, it's changed. A little I would bit. hope so too. Curtis Samuel's you can't depend on that no. quite yet to be your number two. It, it was too easy for him to get hurt. So it, it did seem like that. So to me, yes, that's the play here, Calvin Ridley. I think they. I think Cam Newton would appreciate that. Good. Uh, Twenty-five. Twenty-five. The Tennessee Titans. The first thing that comes to my mind is I need big people in the trenches. Yeah. That's what came to my mind. Sure. And, and I think that's part of where my thinking is here, too. I don't think they can go offensive line. I don't see that happening. Their offensive line's good. It's great, right? I mean, I, you know, I couldn't get over how many people had the mock taking offensive line. I was like, I'm seeing one right now. I mean, they took two tackles in the first round, two years in a row. I mean, they have, what, Josh Klein as one guard? They just gave a ton of money to. They right. have, who's their center? Ben Jones from the Houston Texans? So I'm going to predict that you, you've already given who's the head Landry. Coach? Who's the head coach? Of Rabel. Right. So, so Rashawn Evans. That went into my mind. But there's another. I thought you were going to pick Taven Bryan of Florida. I thought about him, too. The defensive tackle. They're they're a little bit better on the interior D line than, you know, when we, like you and I, let's, yeah. the, we, Benny Logan's there, right? Right. You got to remember. Oh, I forgot about You Benny. got Jarrell Casey, you got Daquan Jones, you got Austin Johnson, right? So to me, that's what kind of played into that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm not sure if that's the way they go. Come on, who's Mike Vrabel in this draft? It's not going to be you know uh, Leighton Vanderhoof exactly. Is it? That's yeah. That's who I'm going with. But you don't even. Why did you pick him there? You're the GM. I, I, You're not a big Leighton Vanderhoof fan. I, I'm not necessarily like yeah. I mean, I'm not like in love with the guy. I get that, but I think this is where I came into my rationale. He can do a lot of different things right away at the linebacker position. This is a new scheme. They've lost Avery Williamson. Yes, the kid has potential. There's no. Like denying that because of the size and the athleticism, it's very apparent. Do I wish he played more physically? Certainly. But I think for a guy where I think ultimately he's going to be on the outside. Is it because you watched the Patriots in their pass offense destroy the Titans linebackers that you thought, we need to get a linebacker that can cover Well, they definitely need that. Yeah, Yeah. it's truly a positional need, right? And I also go into Iraq Pose getting up there, Derek Morgan are getting up there, and we know those names, but they're not nearly as good as we think they are. Right. So that, to me, is where he comes into play. And I just felt like... You know, I've been tough. Like, I was tough on this type of guy with J.J. Watt last year, T.J. Watt, where I was like, oh, I wish I had a little bit more. But I think what sometimes I underestimate is just their their value to the NFL game is actually more than in college. Mm. And I think that's where a guy like this, because he can play outside linebacker, if they needed him to play 3-4 inside linebacker, he can do that. But at the end of the day, I think Vrabel's going to have a guy that can do a lot of different things on his front seven, and he's going to look at him and go, Kind of reminds me of me when I was coming out. Yeah, I got you. I, I play into that sometimes. Uh, Falcons at 26. The internet is saying Isaiah Wynn, the guard out of Georgia. Yeah. Second pick is Wake Forest, uh, safety Jesse Bates, and then Billy Price Center from Ohio State. I, I like all of those. Uh, but, but you're going. I'm going with Taven Bryan. Your guy out of Florida. From Florida. Yes, I am. Put him next to... Uh, they lost down Terry Poe. Yeah. People got to remember that. He can play D-tackle. He can play D-end. He can be basically the Michael Bennett 
of this defense to a degree. He's a bigger man than Michael Bennett, but man, is he unbelievably disruptive and athletic. So and you want the Grady Jarrett, Taven Bryan combination? I think so. I think that's I saw what a Seattle workout video of Grady Jarrett. Right, man's over three hundred pounds and has a six pack. He's he is. I mean, so a you true put those specimen. two guys together. Yes, that's pretty gnarly. And, and then we get back to why interior offensive line are so important. Yes, Dan Quinn. I just think he's going to want his defense and his front seven to be a little different. I think that I mean, uh, I mean, a little bit more of a difference maker. Yeah, and you know, their offensive line. What, what was? What's the desperate need there? I mean, I know it's not perfect, but mm. damn. I mean, it's pretty good. They run the ball good. They pass protect good. I don't. I don't sit there and go. Eagles oh. were able to run on them too. The I Eagles were. Yes, yeah. the Eagles overpowered them. I mean, that game went exactly. Remember how we said it? They can make it ugly and just overpower them. Yes. And they did that. So uh, twenty-seven, the Saints. Twenty-seven, the Saints. What are you giving Sean Payton, pal? I mean, the, the Saints are one number of number one from the fans was Dallas Godert. Goddard, South Dakota State, the tight end. Yeah, I I certainly could see that. I mean, the Saints, the Eagles, and the Jags are truly can make like what I would call fuck you picks. Like our team's so good, and we can just pick the best player available or the one that excites us the most, whatever it may be. I think the Saints. The thing that makes sense to me is Hayden Hurst, the tight end from South Carolina. Gotcha. I think he's better than the kid from South Dakota. First of all, he's a better blocker. That's what I could tell you for sure. I really was impressed with Hayden Hurst on film. Hayden Hurst is some little athlete, first of all. He brings it blocking Lefko. I mean, he will try to knock people's heads off. I really like that about him. I think it fits what their offense wants to do. And And it fits Sean Payton. Exactly. And he's really good in the pass game. I mean, really good. Like a good route runner. Because you know what the Saints needed? They give him the Travis Kelsey stuff. I know. And really, he fits in perfect. You know, listen, the Saints may be pass rusher. I don't think there's a pass rusher on the board right here that's worth taking at this spot. I think Hayden Hurst is the pick. They don't need an offensive lineman, in my opinion. Yeah, unless you're going to reach for like a Lorenzo Carter or a Sheem Green. And it's not that value. I thought about it. But their defensive line is really good. Right. And, And I don't see them that way. Like Lorenzo Carter is a better player. But he's not like a top tier pass rusher. He's going to be a great, strong, right. good defense end. You think Hurst could end up being a little special? I think Hurst can be special. Yes, I do. Uh, next up is the Pittsburgh Steelers the at Pitts- twenty eight. Steel. Well, this is. I mean, this it wrote itself. I mean, who got hurt? What linebackers on the board? Who got hurt for them? Oh, I can't believe that your linebacker is still He's there. He's still there. Rashawn right. Evans. Right. And it just I was like, damn, okay. And I, it's not like I intended this to happen, but I just was like, oh, this makes too much sense. Rashad Evans is on the board, and this was their biggest This issue. is random. I'm going back. Yeah. If the Panthers took Rashawn Evans yeah. with Thomas Davis and Keekley, would that fit? Well, yeah, it would, but are they ever going to let the kid they drafted in the first round out of— uh, Shaquem? Shaquille? Shaquille? Uh, no. Shaq. Shaq, uh, yeah. Mason. Not Mason. Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson. Yes, Shaq Mason's with the Patriots. But, right, yeah. on, but the so. Steelers and Rashad Evans would be just a match made in heaven. A match made in heaven. I mean, this is what they need. They need that athletic middle linebacker. Evans has come from a 3-4 defense. He'll be used to a lot of the stuff they do here. And, yeah, I mean, they were their, their middle linebacker play was the re, a huge reason they lost to the Jaguars in that AFC championship or a divisional playoff game. And it was an issue yeah. from once Ryan Shazier got hurt then on. They need a difference maker on that part of their defense. Uh, Jaguars at 29. Jaguars at 29 are in the, like I told you, the up your Joe, up your butt Joe Boo pick here. Because what do they need? Tell Nothing. me. 
I mean, quarterback. Nothing. You know, I thought maybe they could go receiver, but I looked at their receiving core and I said, damn, I mean, they got a lot of good. And Tom Coughlin's a receiver coach, and he's probably like, I'm not going to waste a first round pick on a receiver. Yeah, I can Peter find more. King gave them a wide receiver, too. But right now they have Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief, Rashad Green, Jalen Strong, Dee Dee Westbrook, Keelan Cole. Shane Wynn. I mean, how many do they need? It's a lot of right. weapons. I mean, Didi, we, we know how much they... I would bet my money on Lee, Cole, and Didi. Yes, right. Those would be the three I'd bet on. Right. I mean, Didi, they, they, Didi didn't play the whole year, and it came to week 12, and they were like, yep, you're starting, you're so in the game. If so if I was Jacksonville, yeah. I'd probably go for offensive line depth. I thought about that. I did. Just because uh, I don't know how their offensive line made it work last year, and I know there's some good interior linemen, but who did you go with? Well, there is some good interior I mean, but well, why? What, what? Their offensive line was good last year. It was, I know. I'm just saying getting depth. And they signed Andrew Norwell, right? I know. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just talking it out with you. I just say, when, when in doubt, I like adding offensive linemen. I, I hear that all the way. because they get hurt all the time. To me, the biggest thing, again, for a team that is the most – well-built team in the sport right now. This is the best roster in the game. Don't get it confused. They're number one. I I only looked at them and said they need a nickel corner. And I'm going with Dante Jackson from Iowa. I mean, not Iowa, uh, LSU. Dante Jackson from LSU, and he's a weapon. He's a weapon. Now, listen. You're right, because they just lost, what's his name? uh, Colvin. Aaron Colvin. To the Texans. Yes. And I don't see that guy on their roster right now. And this is a team that's ready Damn, right what now. A good pick. So to me, I just look at that and you go, you need that guy who could be like free safety. And slash LSU players seemingly always pan out. Right. And the only issue you have with this guy, he's 5'10, 178. Okay. So he'll live in the nickel. He is going to live in he's the He's made for nickel. Yeah. That 178 is even light for a nickel. I get that. But man, Denzel Ward and them aren't that much bigger. I mean, they're, it's not, not that much of a difference. Man. And. Man, I just watched the guy play the whole season in the SEC, and there's just NFL running backs and receivers all over the place. He just takes them to the ground like they're nothing. So that, to me, I just if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm doing. Minnesota Vikings at thirty. Minnesota Vikings. I'm going D line. I know they could cer- big people. They big can people. certainly use depth on their D line. But what but did you do? I just think they have a bigger need. Where? I, I think their interior offensive line. You know, the, the Bergstrom guys not right. playing. I think they go guard here. That would be the play for me. And which you one? Ju- you just gave $90, million trillion dollars. To, <laughs> so you got to protect Kirk Cousins. I'm going with my man Daniels from Iowa. Um, I'm blanking on his first name right now. Um, I have too many names in my head. I just He's, he's Iowa center. That's what he is to me. Um, here it is. But this his is name my, is James. James, Daniels. excuse me. So James, James is the best center in the draft. I don't think he'll play center just because they have a center. But I would say James is the best guard in the draft too. For me, I don't Over really. Quentin Nelson. I mean, other than him okay. and Willie Hernandez, uh, okay. he's the next guard. Though. <laughs> so he's the third best. Yes, he's the third best. But yes, I look at him and just go. Listen, whether they want to play him at center and put Elfline at guard or they want to just make this guy the guard, but I just looked at Rick Spielman, what they've collected at the guard position. It's usually somebody along this type of frame of body that's not overly huge, bulking type of guy. Yeah. Can move, has some athleticism. Fits the cookie-cutter mold. I, I think he does. He's 6'3", he's 295, he's got incredible get-off, incredible punch. I mean, quick hands. He's really a tremendous center. So that's where I was like, I don't know. Maybe I just go with a true guard here. But 
I just don't think you can go wrong with having this guy starting as He'll your. Figure it out. He, I mean, he's going to be fine either way. I, I just go, man. Maybe they should just make him the center and make Elfline the guard. But Elfline's a good center too. All right, let me recap uh, twenty-one through thirty before we finish the last two picks. Uh, twenty-one was the Bengals. You had him taking Duran Payne, adding a big man in the middle. Uh, the Broncos are able to get Will Hernandez with the second of two first-round picks they get from the Bills. The Patriots, uh, Carlton, uh, what's his name? Davis uh, out of Auburn, the corner uh, for the replacement of Malcolm Butler. The Panthers then come back with Calvin Ridley at 24. The Titans get Mike Vrabel Jr. in Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, then we go to the Falcons, and they're taking uh, Brian from Florida, the defensive tackle, uh, as in their new Michael Bennett. The Saints go Hayden Hurst, the tight end out of South Carolina. The Steelers come back and get Rashawn Evans, who's made to wear the, the black and yellow, black and yellow. The Jaguars are going to go Dante Jackson to get their slot corner to make their Super Bowl run. The Vikings then go Mr. Daniels out of Iowa to figure out their offensive line and shift him from center to guard. And now the Patriots at 31. Where are they going? We said his name already. Colton Miller. The so tackle. instead of taking him at 23, they're able to wait and get him at 31. I, I, I mean, I, I certainly could see that happening. I mean, I don't know if he's going to last that long. I don't know if he will either. We're gonna, we're gonna. There's gonna be a run on tackles. There, there, there certainly could be. I mean, yes, there's some teams in front of them that could, but I also looked at a lot of those teams that were in front of them that could and just go. Damn, I mean, they have other needs where I just thought it was risky. Like, they don't have to worry about too many teams between their pick at 23 and to where they're the, – there's not a whole lot of tackle-needy teams there. Up, yeah. Right. Colton Miller, could Dante Skarnecchia make him one of the next great Patriots tackles? I do think he could be. I mean, listen, I, I – when I, you know, you look on NFL.com, like Lance Zerline, he even compared him. He goes, who is, who is he? He wrote Nate Solder. I, I get that. He's a lot like Nate That's Solder funny. coming out. He really is. He's 6'9". He's 310 pounds. He's got incredibly long arms. So he fits all the measurables uh, that, that the, the Patriots, the Patriots for. believe for in tackle, right? Um, they don't necessarily have to get him out there in year one. They have tackles ready right now. So it's not like a desperate thing. But I think at the end of the day, yeah, it's an important position and I think that he could be left tackle or right tackle year one, whatever way he can get on the field. Eventually, he's going to be your left tackle. He's a little stiff at times. I wish he could be a little lower off the ball. Right. But either way, pass protection, he's very athletic and with another, those arms. Another great two-player draft for a team, yeah. the Patriots yeah. getting those two. Yeah. And now, the Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles select... Who are you giving them? Who did you? I mean, I told you already, right? So you can't act too surprised. I don't remember who you. You don't picked. remember? Okay, no. good. Um, all right. So, what did you want to do? What do you think your Eagles want to do? Uh, I am someone that wants a linebacker, just because I don't trust Jordan Hicks. I yeah. think, when in doubt, uh, we can always go offensive line and add some interior O line depth there. Just what you could. That the value yeah. is there for some guys. And there was in, look. There's going to be a lot of good interior offensive line. And then I could also understand the going and getting a Sony Michelle at running back. Yeah, I get that too. I so know. So you're going with. I'm going with DJ Chark, receiver from LSU. Yes. I mean, the running back thing I thought about. But, damn, I mean, you still got 
Wendell Smallwood, Corey Clement, Jay Ajaye. I mean, Corey Clement's the reason why I don't need them to go exactly. for a running back because I believe he's going to take a huge step forward. That was the this name year. that sold me too because I thought about Sony Michelle here. The, to me, other than Barkley, Sony Michelle is the only other I mean, first did you round watch running back. Corey Clement in the Super Bowl. He yeah, was he incredible. was ex- incredible, right? And so and, you're going wide receiver, but then Mike Wallace is speedy already. Yeah, but Mike Wallace is what year nine? Are we talking about here? I mean, trust me, he ain't. It's year ten. He ain't running. Like DJ Shark is right now. So you see Shark as just a, a weapon that they don't have in their offense. I right now. exactly right. I think DJ, like again, you guys are a team that can kind of just draft anything. I don't think there's a linebacker there that's worthy of that 32 pick with the other guys off the uh, the board already. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at it, yeah, the offensive line thing certainly came into play, but you still got a good amount of yeah. offensive line. And I have faith in Holly Pulivati Vita. Yeah, and I just looked at your receivers, and you don't really have that guy. I mean, Mike Wallace just man, he wasn't good last year in Baltimore. It's hard for me to just go, oh, okay, he'll be the guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just go, man, you got Carson Wentz with you know, uh, our big man Alshon Jeffrey and Aguilar working the slot, and then you got DJ Shark that people are going to have to worry about going, holy cow. DJ Shark is one of these guys in the draft that I don't understand why there hasn't been more buzz about. Mm. Really good route runner. 6'3", a little over 200 pounds. Oh, yeah, and ran the fastest time in the combine, and I just don't understand. Yeah. And and also, also oh, I was just going to say, also, the thing that drives me crazy is I feel like if his stats were better, people would put him up there, and I want to go, well, have you watched the film? Because if he had a quarterback, he'd have an extra 400 yards easily. Because all those plays that should have been 70-yard touchdowns ended up being 40-yard completions because he had a stop or come right. back. Or the quarterback didn't even throw it. Or he threw it so bad, he couldn't even make something happen with it. So I look at it and just go, so if he was a guy that had like 1,200 yards receiving, I feel like everybody would be like, oh, he's a top 20 pick. Look at his measurables, his size. He's got it all. Good route runner adjusts to the ball well. I mean, that would be awesome if you guys got him there. Don't sleep on Matt Collins. I know. He is. He but, did really well. I know what you mean. Yeah. How does it feel getting your uh, mock draft out there? It feels good. It feels good. I'm just glad I'm done with watching <laughs> film and crap. Holy crap, it was stressing me out. Uh, on Wednesday, the Stick to Football podcast and the Sims and Lefko podcast will be coming together for a GM roundtable. Sims will be my pro player personnel. Matt Miller will be my head of college scouting. And uh, Connor Rogers will be my director of regional scouting. And you're going to make the picks? And I'm going to be the GM, and we're going to run through probably the top five, just because I think that's when it's going to get crazy. Right. I want to hear you guys arguing about the quarterbacks and all that stuff. Okay. It's going to be good. Tomorrow, we have which people? Josh Rosen, the Rosen one, Bradley Chubb, and then we're going to see who else. But that's going to be just some player interviews tomorrow. And then also we're expected to have Derwin James with us on Wednesday. So big week for the podcast. And then Thursday, live draft. Be sure to check it out on the Bleacher Report Facebook page. And you can stream it in the BR app. So make sure you watch that. We're doing every pick. We're not slowing down. We're only giving you the goods. The goods. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good evening, everyone. And for the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. That was Chris Simmons' mock draft. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back all this week. Join us. See you soon.